we're back with Burning Barrel Podcast. I am Paul, and with me is, oh my god, John Henry. That's what it was. I couldn't remember uh, your actual name. It's true. John Henry. Is it weird calling you that? Because that's like your legal name? Um, <laughs> You have a hammer. Yeah, whatever. I do a hammer. It's the ultimate hammer tool. A hammer? Yeah, it's like a Swiss Army hammer. Oh, okay. Isn't it a bit too small? Like, would it break or anything? It's not a great hammer. Yeah, I was going to say, because the hinges. <laughs> but but it, it does have various things. Yeah. So it, it was just a cool name, honestly. It was a stupid thing. Mm. I got in. All right. It's like, my name's John Henry. I should have a hammer. <laughs> so you bought the smallest possible hammer you could buy. Was it like my college bookstore showed up one day? So it was also oh. pressure from my friends to get it as a joke. So you didn't go to like a home hardware or something no, to get that's it? That's not where I got that. Okay. Do you guys like what are your home hardware places down there? Do you have like a uh, Rona is one of the big ones up here in Home Depot? We have Home Depot and we have Lowe's. Lowe's, yeah, we have Lowe's as well. It's not as big up here though. Only a few locations. The Lowe's is better because it's a much newer store around here. So, like, the Home Depot, it, like, wouldn't have anything because it had just been around for a long time. It was bad at keeping stocked. So then the Lowe's opened up, and it was much better stocked. It sounds like Target up here. It got it was brand new, and it just didn't get any stock ever. I can't mm-hmm. remember who. I think we were in the car going to Edmonton, and I'll talk about that in a second. But we were talking about Target, I believe, and how one of the guys that I was traveling with was in a Target, like, before they closed, basically. It was probably a month ago, maybe two now. And mm-hmm. they still had boxes that said, do not open before Black Friday. So they had literally mm-hmm. just gotten Black Friday stock in our Target up here, like, probably two months after it happened, at Great. least. So... For anybody wondering why Target is no longer in Canada, that's why. Because they did not give a shit about their Canadian branches at all. So, I don't know. Like, it's one of those weird things, too, where people were always say, like, it had a lot of stuff. And it did, unless you were looking for fun stuff, like electronic stuff. Amiibos, specifically, they didn't have, like, any of those. They didn't... Mm -hmm. They had barely any games, movies, CDs, any of that stuff. But if you just, like cared about craft material or like little crappy things there are shitloads of that so yeah it was one of those places up here whereas walmart always is fully stocked with whatever they handle because it's walmart and there's one pretty much every corner now there's one every couple blocks here now and it's kind of gross but at the same time i like walmart because it's cheap and i am cheap so the 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 crazy thing about Walmart to me is like, so there was like this town I would, my family went on to vacation a couple times, and just one year we went there, all the supermarkets in the area, just driving around, they were all closed. And yeah. it's because like miles away, a Walmart had opened. And yeah. Now for like miles around, people would just go to that Walmart. So and, all the supermarkets closed. And really, the funny thing is, is when it becomes like a bigger city the Walmarts are basically just taking away business from themselves by being that close. (laughs) Like, 
oh, let's not go to this Walmart. Let's go to the one, the new one that opened up down the road because it'll be less busy. But everybody had that idea, so it is mm. more busy. <laughs> hmm. Weird yeah, people early, mentality. Stupid. Yeah, early Walmart here is pretty. Is in a weird place. It's like in a strip mall area, and I don't really know anyone who goes there. Yeah, the closest one here is literally in the middle of nowhere off of a ring road that goes around the city. Mm-hmm. So that's about a five-minute drive. Otherwise, there's, like, one near a movie theater. There's another one near my work, kind of, like, on the way to work, not really near it. There's another one just, like, a ten-minute drive from my work. Like, it is crazy. If you just drive mm-hmm. for 15 minutes, you will find a Walmart here. <laughs> so, yeah, Walmart. That's a... That is a nifty place to get some stuff, though, because they do have some cheap prices. <laughs> they have really cheap pillows and food. We were, we were camping. We went for. We were looking for pillows, and they had like two dollar pillows. Okay, <laughs> and I just remember that line from The Simpsons: "We passed the slavings on to you." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> What the fuck? What was it now? Was it South Park when they were making fun of it and they're just like, it's the same movie in a three pack for like $15? It's like, yeah, but then you get two extra copies <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's so dumb. I think it was Time Cop for hmm. some reason. Yeah. Weird. Anyways, it's kind of true because there, at least there was for a while. Walmart has actually decreased somewhat in popularity for like it doesn't have that new vibe like it did because like calgary is kind of newish i remembered when when i was growing up it was um a smaller place than it is now for sure so like when we started getting more than one walmart it was like everybody would go to the new one and see the prices and whatever and walmart would do creepy things like that where they would just take a bunch of properties like movie properties and bundle them up with their own plastic wrap and say yeah this is now ten dollars even though the movies had nothing to do with each other and i'm pretty sure it's kind of illegal to do that because you're you're selling like different companies stuff like there's a Lionsgate, uh uh i can't remember like a new line thing like they're all just completely different product production companies and um now it just seems like they throw everything in these giant bins and say, yeah, whatever, everything in here is five bucks, and you kind of have mm. to sift through it for hours. Yeah, those bins are really annoying. Those those kind of things. It's, like, yeah. it's cheap, but it's all garbage <laughs> piled on top of everything. If you want another copy of Wild America with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, though, you know where to go. Because <laughs> the Walmart inevitably has 20 copies in that bin somewhere. <laughs> hmm. Did you ever see that movie? No. Yeah, you're not missing out. Mm, Cool. (laughs) I I think I'm going to watch it again, though. That's weirdly one of those movies from my childhood that, like, Mm. I saw quite a few times because we had, like, a VHS copy of it. And Mm -hmm. when you're a kid, after, like, school is done for the summer or whatever, before you hang out with friends, you just kind of watch whatever you have. Mm -hmm. So that got a few rounds. Um Actually, that reminds me. I was going to ask you this a long time ago, but I always forget. What was the first movie you ever saw in a theater? In a theater? Yeah. It's probably like Snow White being re-released, I think. 
or something. I feel like like a Disney like, movie. Yeah, like when I was really young. Yeah. So that's a weird thing is that like for our generation, I think most people's first movie was a Disney movie. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they they just had so much. Like that was the perfect way to get your kid to shut up for a little bit is to take them to a Disney movie with you or whatever. Mine was mm. Peter Pan. Like mm. the Disney Peter Pan. But the first movie I really remember that I was like, this is a great time that I saw uh, with my dad was Jurassic Park. He took me to Jurassic Park when that came out. Mm. And I was nice. fucking blown away. <laughs> like <laughs> that movie destroyed movie going experiences for me from then on because they all had to be epic experiences after that. Mm. Unfortunately, they weren't for the most part. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Wayward saying Little Mermaid was his. So, mm. all Disney films. Disney had that market cornered. Aladdin was, like, my second, like, biggest movie I can remember. So, again, another Disney movie. It was weird, because there was a while there where Disney movies would come out in the last week of June, which is my birthday, June 30th. So, mm. every year, I would have a new Disney movie to go to for, like, my birthday party, <laughs> which mm. was great. Pocahontas was the last one before I got too old. And even mm. then, I think I was like 13 or something. Like, I was already too old for it. But Pocahontas... I have, really, I have a really vivid memory of when I saw Mask of the, Batman Mask of the Phantasm in the theater. I never saw that in a theater. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'm I bet. stoked. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing The Mask. The Mask was the first movie I saw in a theater. Like, Jim Carrey, The Mask. Mm-hmm. It was the first movie I saw in a theater when I moved from the city I live in now to my, like, hometown that I grew up in that's about 15 minutes out of the city. And it's, like, this shitty little theater that still exists somehow and hasn't grown at all. So if anybody wants to ever see a shitty little theater, go to Airdrie, Alberta, and look up the Roxy Theater. <laughs> Because it's still there off Main Street. That would be a weird reason for a trip. That would I be to find this one specific small theater. Yeah, exactly. Pretty great. But it it depends because like if all of a sudden I became a giant movie producer or something, people would make <laughs> that like pilgrimage trip. Because like mm. I could see myself going to like the theater that like Steven Spielberg went to growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm in the area, I would not travel there just for that. But yeah, but yeah, that the best thing about going to those movies is that right across, like in the same parking lot as that movie theater, there was a subway. So we would get subs and then hide them in our sleeves in our hoodies and walk in with them. So we just looked like we had these weird gimpy arms, mm-hmm. and then eat them in the theater because even back then it was way too pricey to get popcorn, especially when you're just like a 12-year-old kid with your allowance that you've already mm-hmm. blown to see like Castaway or something. <laughs> My allowance on Castaway. The funny thing is I still haven't actually seen Castaway because really? when we went to go see it, we used movie vouchers. Like we got movie tickets for Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. We used those to get in. Like I gave my friends two or three and myself. And then 15 minutes in, we were just like, fuck this. We walked out. We got our money for it and then bought weed with it. <laughs> that is, that's basically how we got our weed money is by scamming the system so that 
we would buy a ticket with the movie vouchers that we would get for Christmas or birthdays and then mm-hmm. ask for a refund when we got like 10 minutes later and then we would go smoke a bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that my mom listens to this podcast, so sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, the movie the movie theater I went to as a kid is still still in operation in the mall that's like a couple block it's just down the street from where I live. Do you ever walk by there and just go Ugh, or anything? No, because they've like redone it, so it's actually still a nice theater. <laughs> like they replaced all the seats. Cool. So it's actually And they get interesting stuff sometimes. Good theater. I feel like the Roxy Theater for us held maybe fifty people maximum. Mm. It was really small. The concession area was only like two places you could line up. Yeah, this is this was much bigger than that. This is like twelve theaters, and there was one bathroom, like one male, one female, with like a few stalls, but that was it. Like it was mm-hmm. one bathroom. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Boy, that is a shitty fucking theater. I remember actually when Lost World came out, there was a lineup around the block for it because the ticket booth was basically just like you would enter the doors and there'd be maybe, I don't know, three feet worth of space and then a few stairs and then the ticket booth right there. Mm -hmm. So you could line up maybe 10 people in there. But for uh, Lost World, people were lined up. There was like a hundred people lined up, so hmm. it was just like down the whole block, and it was so dumb. I remember wow. standing in that line and being like, "There's no way this movie could be worth this," and I was right. Mm. Yeah, the, like the advantage of that theater is that I went to also is that it was sort of too big for the number of people that would show up to go to movies there. Mm. So like. Ep- the di- when episode one released, I remember we just showed up day one and got tickets, no problem. Yeah, like it was, and it was like not too crowded. It's so, like even for like giant movies, unless you went at like night, at like eight o'clock or something, then it would be packed. But yeah, for the most part, it, it's not. It's like a good amount of of size for how many people they have showing up there, which is convenient. What movie have you seen the most in a movie theater? I can't, I don't... Uh, the Room doesn't count. Like, it might be The Room. Because um, <laughs> I don't see movies again and again that often. Like, usually twice is a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mine was Scott Batman and Robin. Times. <laughs> Batman and Robin? Eight times. Whoa! <laughs> Right? <laughs> what? Why? And then what? after that, I've only ever seen it since that time twice. Like mm. once when I bought, I bought the, a bunch of DVDs, like all the Batman movies just to have the collection of them. So I went through them all and watched it again. I was just like, okay, this movie really was just terrible. And then I saw it another time on TV, and I watched about half an hour of it. So I would, okay, I've seen it once fully through since that time, but eight times in the theater. Aw, yeah. Why? Because I was a kid. 
we would ride our bike down and go watch a movie. And that was, oh, this is another thing about the Roxy Theater. They had two theaters. Mm. So it was either, it was always like two, only two movies and yeah. only like two showings of each movie a day. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that, that week or that like two weeks or whatever was the Batman and Robin week because the other one was probably something dumb like Primal Fear, like an 18A movie that I couldn't get into. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but seeing like Mask of the Phantasm in theaters like killed those other batman movies for me because that was so much better <laughs> yeah mask of the phantasm is really good it's really good it was her all along <laughs> spoilers <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's really good yeah no it really I was saw jurassic park 3 in theaters twice that's too bad the second time was like I talked my friends into seeing like, these guys. This movie is terrible. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's really <laughs> it bad. That way. It's really bad. They find the phone in the poop. Yeah, they do. And the dinosaur just looks at them, and then just walks off. It's like you're covered in poop. <laughs> Even Whatever. he's disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to Jurassic World? I'm... Yes. Because of the scenes of him riding a motorcycle with Rosaraptors running next to him. That's just so dumb. It's hilarious. Otherwise, I wouldn't really. Because I saw two and three. Those aren't good movies. Mm. Which one do you like less? Two or three? So, two had the problem of high expectations. Yeah. And just, I hated it. Yeah. Whereas three, I had no expectations, and I find it found it amusingly terrible. Yeah. So two, I kind of hate, and three, I'm just like, this is a terrible movie. It's yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jeff Goldblum, man. They should they should have just brought Alan Grant back for two. Like fuck. Except then three happens. Yeah, three does happen. It's like. That's, that doesn't work either. I kind of like with World how they're setting up that, like, it it worked, finally. Like, this is a theme park. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why. It just feels to me like that's how they had to go, where it's like they finally figured it out. Because <laughs> I always yeah, wanted it's... to see the th- theme park version of yeah. that that they set in Jurassic Park before it goes horribly wrong. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, the, like... The gun on the wall thing. Like, yeah. they've introduced this idea. Should at least follow through on it at some point. If you're making your fourth movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. You've done, the, you've done the straight. The theme park isn't open yet, but it's sort of built. It's gone on. You've done the just wild dinosaur stuff. And you've done the return to the theme park afterwards. There's like how many. You need to get to that variation where it's actually a, a running theme park. Yeah. Yeah, because they also did like dinosaurs in the city thing into, like that part of it they covered too. Yeah, that's what's sort of weird to me about Lost World. It like it is sort of a remake of the old, really old movie, The Lost World, where they go mm. capture a brontosaurus and it rampages. 
Because, <laughs> you know, brontosauruses, those are meat-eating creatures, right? That dinosaur no. that doesn't actually exist anyway. <laughs> it's true, it doesn't. <laughs> yep. Or wait, did they prove that it does now? There was something else going on recently. No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the brontosaurus, what they called a brontosaurus, turned out to have been bones from two different dinosaurs. Yeah, but then I think I remember them saying something about how, no, there still was a brontosaurus. It was this. Like, they discovered something else. I feel like they just might have named something else a brontosaurus. I see. Brontosaurus is back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see? I'm not crazy. Anyways, who cares? (laughs) Not me. Yeah, Yeah, that's like the... No, we can make Pluto a planet again. Promise. Just like... The name Brontosaurus is such a good name. <laughs> like, it's such an appealing thing that people didn't want to give up on it. I can, yeah, I can feel that. I loved dinosaurs growing up. I oh, thought yeah. the idea was so cool. And you're reaching for a T-Rex by the looks of it. <laughs> yes. Screaming out in pain or pleasure. The two are kind of hard to decipher between. What is this dinosaur? Is that the Jurassic Park one where the side comes off? No, this is Megatron from Beast Wars. Oh, was it? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Beast Wars. This one. Very cool. Did you like Beast Wars? I love Beast Wars. Did you know Beast Wars in Canada was called Beasties? I was, I'm aware. (laughs) Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard? (laughs) It's a pretty dumb name. I remember I also know that the animation company was it was made in Canada. Yes. I remember too that like it was called Beasties on TV, but since McDonald's is a American mm-hmm. company, when they had like their line of like Happy Meal toys or whatever mm-hmm. for it, they were called like the Beast Wars toys and like as kids we were just like what the fuck? They spelled it <laughs> wrong or something. <laughs> this was before internet. I can't really decipher what that is. <laughs> Optimus Primal. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, now it's I see it. Form. Yeah. I don't actually keep the Skype window open. I get the little Skype window that, like, goes in the corner. So mm-hmm. it's hard for yeah, me to enough. decipher stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, I, I only have a tiny window of my ca- screen, so trying to figure out where it is in relation to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> Cool. That's all the dinosaur stuff I have at hand. Do you have more in like a box somewhere? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I like dinosaur books and stuff. I had a big dinosaur poster. Hmm. Of like a dinosaur timeline. As a nice. kid. Nice. Nice. Dinosaurs were pretty cool. Dinosaurs were pretty Dinosaurs are still cool. They are. Dinosaurs are still cool. I think they just gotten a bad rap with some bad imaginations from directors and stuff like they're still cool in those movies but those movies are terrible so they make them look bad by association so not that long ago, i saw this movie called the last dinosaur yeah which uses like footage live action footage of people in rubber dinosaur suits from some other show but has this terrible story about this old guy it's like a hunter and he's like the last dinosaur the title's talking about. It was terrible. 
It was something my friend had seen as a kid and was like, we have to watch this because I remember it being ridiculous. That reminds me of one time my friend saying that uh, he remembers this creepy-ass scary movie about aliens or whatever. I'm just like, oh, man, I wonder what it could be. And he's like, oh, I remember the name Fire in the Sky or whatever. (laughs) And then I was just like, okay. So we watched it again like when we were older. Mm-hmm. We're just like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's one part from the movie that he remembered that, like, creeped him out as a kid, and it's basically, like, a two-second clip almost at the end of the movie. It's really fucking dumb. Nice. What was it? A Fire in the Sky? The Fire in the Sky? Something like that. But, yeah. I rem- It's just one of those things that when somebody's like, you have to watch this or whatever... And what they're remembering was actually from, like, 20 years ago, and it wasn't ever any good, but as a kid, everything's great, so it was one of those. Did you collect any action figures as a kid? I had a lot of action figures. I collected Venom action figures. Whenever they put out a new Venom action figure, I, I gotta have it. Specifically? <laughs> yes. So I, had a lot, I have a lot of action figures. Would you say you like Venom better than Carnage? Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I liked Carnage, uh, though, because he actually killed people. Like... Venom killed people. He killed criminals. But, like, Carnage, like, slaughtered people. <laughs> like, just normal people. He was a serial killer, and he went on... He, he has a line in Maximum Carnage, I remember. Let's go to Hoboken and kill people! Have you been to Hoboken? Yes, I lived in Hoboken for a while. Where you're just like, oh no, Carnage is going to get me! <laughs> just like, that's a... How is he going to... He's going to ride the subway? Like, how is he going to get to Hoboken from Manhattan? Didn't he, he have, didn't think this out very well, writers. Didn't he have a version of, like, Spiderweb? Like, he could sling by? Yeah. Like, he didn't walk. He did. Venom, Venom did. Venom for Carnage. sure did. I don't think Carnage just, like, walked around and hailed a taxi, though. He had a way to get around. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, like, swung web that just mostly looked like that red and black stuff. I kind of always hated how they drew Carnage like that. Like, I understood why, because it was supposed to be, like, this chaotic flowing mass of, like, goo, basically, or -hmm. whatever. But on the page, it always just looked weird and messy to me. Like, I never liked (laughs) it. The red and it was basically red with just like splotches of black that I felt seemed random almost. But yeah, I mean, I like the cleaner look of Venom a lot more. So yeah, except for I really didn't like Venom in um the 1994 or five Spider Man cartoon. Show? Yeah, the show because he looked too clean and like. He looked shiny in a lot of spots, almost like a bowling ball, because to highlight spots on him, they mm. would use, like, a blue, so he would yeah. just be, like, solid black with, like, blue highlights, so he looked like a weird shiny bowling ball. When they brought him back for his second appearance, they were also using, they added in, like, red highlights, too, which was weird. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The episodes where they had Carnage hanging around, too. It was weird. Hmm. What do you th- figure at hand? How do you feel Dark about strange. like what they did with Venom basically becoming a gunslinging like commando guy or whatever? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking oh, about? You mean the current one? Yeah. Where he's Flash Thompson? Yeah. 
I it's a fucking great series. Is it really? The right uh Rick Remender writes it. He's really good. Like the first the part where Rick Remender writes it, it's fucking great. It's like the best Venom comics, honestly. Really? <laughs> That's where that uh that thing where I showed you that picture of Venom Ghost Rider and the Hulk combination is from. <laughs> oh, okay. There's like a as a crossover with them and uh, X23. So like was the story basically that like the Venom shit just like started taking over other people? The, well, they had already done that like for a while um the Scorpion was the new Venom. Hmm, okay. Because there, there was, like, some bullshit thing where Eddie Brock had, like, auctioned it off. <laughs> that was a bad story. <laughs> but, um, so eventually, like, the Venom symbiote gets in the hands of the U.S. military. So they, cr- like, it's Agent Venom. He's, like, so they give it to Flash Thompson, signs up for, to be it. And he's, like, an agent. Which goes back to part of the original run of Venom comics. Venom had become an agent of the government. They had like a bomb in his heart. And they sent him out on missions. Like that had already happened with Eddie Brock Venom. So as, that was sort of as you do, I suppose. I just put a yeah. link in the Twitch chat. That was <laughs> I remember having that first six uh, series of comics when that was released, and thinking it was the coolest shit ever. Yeah, that those were the good old days, and by old I mean. Actually, yeah, you know what? They were old now. They were like 22 years ago. <laughs> so Yeah, Venom comic books were the thing I was like the most, as like a collecting comic books, that was the thing. I wanted to get every issue of the Venom run. Yeah. Every and ha- Venom. Do you have them? Yes. Every issue? I think issue? I might have lost the very last one because I hated it. <laughs> okay. like I might have lost it on purpose because I didn't like where they, how they got rid of Venom at that point. Hmm. Okay, but I have I for a really long time I was like missing one one issue of one series, but I eventually got it. Hmm. Okay. When so I, when I was older and I was like, I can order comics off the internet. I'm gonna get this fucking comic that I've wanted for forever. <laughs> yeah, Venom's your favorite then, by far. By f- when I was a kid, by far. What about now? Now it's probably Spider Man. Yeah. Probably, which Spider-Man? Like, I mean, Peter personal Parker. favorite is Peter Parker, main, okay. main continuity. Okay. Who's the newest Spider-Man? I can't remember his name. Miles Morales? Yes. He's all right. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He's basically Peter Parker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um. I really liked Doc Octopus as Spider Man. That was really great. Yeah, I it's still really ha- funny. I still have to see what you're even talking about with that. Because he's like, he is like villain. He's like Doctor Octopus speechifying. Is great. It's like a dynamic for on superhero teams. They're like, what happened to you, man? <laughs> Doctor Octopus was the reason why Spider Man Two was watchable. That's true. I really, really like their casting and his acting in that, and mm-hmm. the arms were great. Like everything about yes. Doctor Octopus in that movie, like it stole the show really from everything else. He was so oh, that's good. By far the best part of all those three movies. Of those three movies, I agree. Yes, 
Actually, you know what? Of all mm. five Spider-Man movies, yes, it's too. still it's still pretty high. I really, really like Andrew Garfield as part as Spider-Man Parker. I don't. I like, like him, him quite a bit. I, I just don't Toby feel like McGuire. that care. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, I really don't like. As Spider-Man, mm. he's whatever. But um, I just don't feel like that character is Peter Parker. Like, I don't feel like he has the burden of, like, that Peter Parker deals with. It just feels like a different character to me when I watch that movie. They, it feels like they're not actually writing Peter Parker. Mm, that's fair. See, I for no, me, I really don't like their yeah. casting for Gwen Stacy. I really didn't like, uh, who was it? Emma Stone, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, re- I really didn't like her as Gwen Stacy. She was... I mean, I didn't think of her as Gwen Stacy, but she was fine. Yeah, that's probably fair. But, like, I don't even... Gwen Stacy was a, is a fucking enigma character, because she's really just known for dying. Yeah. Which she so did, like, right, in the rep- second one? I didn't see it. Yes. Yeah. Well. Which was weird, because really, honestly, I think the best part of those those modern movies was the chemistry between those two actors. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was probably the best part. Yeah. You're right. Actually it was. All right. If you were to cast your own Spider-Man movie right now, who's in who's Peter Parker. First of all, Peter Parker. I don't, I can't think of a, an unknown, a young actor. The thing is, I'd want it. I'd want a teenage Peter Parker. I'd want to do teenage Spider-Man, which I like. So, like, you would watch a CW drama and just see no. who's <laughs> the hot new guy on that. No, <laughs> no, no. But I would. I I prefer teenage Spider-Man. In my brain is sort of a teenage superhero who grows up. Mm. That's that's a big part of. What makes it work? Okay, who would you cast? Like, not cast, I guess. Who would you put in at? Like, you're writing and directing this. Who is mm-hmm. the main villain for this movie? For this new Spider-Man movie? Yes. Probably. I don't know. Probably Venom. Like... <laughs> no, because I mean, if you're establishing a new thing, I'm thinking of who. Who's good that they haven't done already? Because I like really, I would say Doc Ock probably, but they—he's been done. You don't need to do. What about Hobgoblin? Hobgoblin would be good let's work. Get, let's get some Hobgoblin in there, representing. What I, re- yeah. what I really liked about how the uh, nine, one thing about the '90s cartoon that I really liked was how they introduced Hobgoblin first. Yeah. As like a way to build into Green Goblin, which isn't the way it worked in the comics. Green Goblin was first. Yeah. But I liked how they structured that. Yeah. Don't leet me in the chat is saying The Rock. <laughs> and he's probably right. The Rock could literally uh, play that's... any villain and would probably be great. Okay. This is who the villains in my Spider-Man movie would be Tombstone. the Legion of Infinite Losers. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> no man what you have, have to do is the you... grizzly 
who's a guy in a bear suit. Mm-hmm. You have the kangaroo, who's a guy in a kangaroo suit. Mm-hmm. And you have the gibbon, who's a guy in a gibbon <laughs> suit. And you'd have the spot. Oh, the spot! The spot's yes. so dumb. So fucking dumb. Okay, so hear me out. Mysterio, mm-hmm. played by mm-hmm. The Rock. <laughs> Mysterio is an actor, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's more of a special effects guy. But... Don't leave me he's right. The Kingpin would be sweet, though. The problem is Kingpin's in the, like, Daredevil. He's, like, part of the Daredevil license with uh, adapting stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. No, he's... No, he's an original Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I mean that's the Kingpin is great. Like I loved that he was the villain in that the '90s cartoon. So I have, I have nostalgia for that. It's just he's he's in the co- like in the consciousness. He's a Daredevil villain now. Mm. Have you watched that Netflix series? Nope, I haven't watched it yet because I don't have Netflix anymore because I wasn't watching it. I should just give you my password for Netflix to watch it. Or you could just download it, you fucking freeloader. <laughs> Probably good. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to say it's really good. It is. Okay, cool. They've actually done justice to that character after Ben Affleck took a giant dump on a <laughs> movie camera and said, this is my movie now. Daredevil was a character I never really liked until like the most recent run of Daredevil comics by Mark Wade. Really? Which made Daredevil fun again. Mm, okay. They're really funny comics. The thing I remember about the Daredevil movie specifically mm-hmm. was there is a part where they're like training or something. Like Elektra, played by Jennifer Garner, is training mm-hmm. or something. And Evanescence's Bring Me to Life is playing. And I just remember that is the moment I realized that movie is terrible. Because I was just like, the best part of this movie is I want to know what song is playing right now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that was before Evanescence really was like big. And then they got big, weirdly enough. And it's true. Went into obscurity since then. It's like how the first Spider Man movie had a Nickelback song. It's its big thing. Yeah. Fuck, what song was that? Hero. And they say that a hero can save us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That was terrible. <laughs> the thing I loved about those Spider-Man movies is that there always had to be a scene with the fucking American flag waving in the background. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. And they tried not to, like, they made it a little less apparent in 3, but not mm-hmm. really. Because instead of taking up the whole screen as the backdrop, it only took up maybe three quarters of the screen as the backdrop. <laughs> and then Topher Grace was Venom, and, like, my world shattered. <laughs> I was fine with that. I, I actually have a problem. I fucking hate Topher Grace, and I hated his, I hated their Venom in that movie. There wasn't enough of him. There wasn't... There wasn't anything. Look, I was so desperate just to see Venom in a movie. Mm. I was like, it was all gravy. It's all gravy because Venom was in the movie at all. <laughs> I was still surprised that they got uh, Thomas Hayden Church to play Sandman because that guy's a good actor. I know. <laughs> and that character is dumb. 
That is a dumb character. Character is great. I don't know what you're talking about. Sandman's great. There's so the, I remember the comics where him and Hydro Man like combine into one blob thing. Oh man, Hydro Man. <laughs> Fuck. There was a while there where I swear they were just like in competition with the Mega Man series to come up with the dumbest like villains. Hydra Man. The Sandman's old school though. He's been around for a long time. Yes. He is. Yeah. Craven the Hunter. Oh, fucking Craven the Hunter. That's actually if I were making a Spider-Man movie, I would adapt the Craven's Last Hunt story probably. Where he where dies. Spider-Man where Spider-Man gets buried alive. Oh. Okay. And like Craven the Hunter like Kills Spider-Man and then starts running around as Spider-Man. Yeah. Are you looking forward to any more Marvel movies coming out? I'm kind of like, in with all of those movies, I'm in the mode of like, I'll see them when they come out. I'll probably enjoy them. I'm not getting hyped. It's like, they're, they are what they are. They're fun popcorn movies. Okay. The hype is done, Because I really, I really only love... The first Iron Man movie out of all of them. It's the only one I really have reverence for. It's really good, that movie. Yeah. I love that scene, like, when he gets back and he's just having that press conference and he just, like, sits, like, he tells everyone to sit on the floor and he's eating a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. It's just a really good movie. Yeah. It is. You're right. I. I really want to see how they do Civil War. Like I'm curious. I really I don't even really I don't even really care about like seeing the actual movie and like sitting in the theater and having the like popcorn movie experience. I mm-hmm. want to see how they do it. <laughs> like I want mm-hmm. to see the story. I almost would rather just read the script and be have my mind at ease for a little bit and then I can go <laughs> see it because I I need to know. I need to know how it happens. I mean, I know how, what's going to happen, basically, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I don't know. I never understood why Captain America would be against the registration because he oh. seems like he should be like all for what the government says, right? Like being no. the Boy Scout. That's, that's not no. Captain America's always he's for the ideals, so he's mm. always against the. Uh, whatever new regime is doing something dumb. That's like classic uh, in his stories about him. Like there's a, there's a, one of the, the, my, one of my favorite runs of Captain America, the one that sort of showed me that Captain America could be a good character was by Mark Wade. who also wrote that daredevil thing that made me finally like daredevil where, and it, there's a story where he, like it's specifically where he goes against a government thing and he like gives up being Captain America and becomes nomad and like mm. has a has a whole thing and this was back in the 90s <laughs> yeah hmm i really hope they do something with black widow <laughs> anything <laughs> just find something to do with her anything yeah. like anything give Come her a on. movie yes give her a movie yeah spy thriller set in the marvel universe do it i mean you did it for spy kids like, why can't she have a movie? 
there's like how many Spy Kids movies are there? Like three at least. There's four, at least three. I think there's. I think there's four. a 4D. I think the Spy Kids 4D was a thing. Four. Where they had a scratch and sniff card. The fourth dimension is time. There's no mm. way. <laughs> it's smell, smell vision. Smell vision. Smell vision card, where you could scratch and sniff. I don't know if you're being serious or not anymore. No, I'm pretty sure this happened. That is the worst. <laughs> I'm so mad at people who make movies right now. <laughs> How could you let this happen? <laughs> oh, man. I think it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. It is. You're 100% right. It is. That guy has... Uh, Wasted his talents <laughs> on terrible children's movies. <laughs> yeah. He should be doing slocky action. And horror. He should. Horror. He should be doing more Planet Terror. Yes. The reason to see Grindhouse. Actually, I like the other half. Of I fucking hated it. Holy shit! That I, is a movie where payoff makes me forgive a lot. Because mm. I love that ending sequence. Wayward saying, but machete, and he's right. <laughs> the machete movies are pretty good. Schlocky Mexican action movies. I haven't seen the machete movies. I like that that trailer was enough for me. It that like whole those whole movies movie. are that trailer. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like I need that much of that. I feel like that trailer was like the right amount of what I wanted from that. But Danny Trejo, yo. That guy is a criminal no matter what part he plays because of his look. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't take him as anything else. It's true. But yeah, Civil War. That's coming out next year, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Is it confirmed that will be Robert Downey Jr.'s last appearance? From what I understand, yes. That's the end of his contract. So do you think they're going to murk him? He's just going to straight up get killed? Maybe. Or is he just going to like fly off into the sunset or something? <laughs> That would be hilarious if it just ended with a sunset and him flying into it. <laughs> this one boy w- w- holding a drink in his hand, giving the middle finger, and just flying off in a helicopter. I could see it. I could see it. That's not really out of character for either Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like, it just cuts from the action sequence to obviously like what's happening in Hollywood California you just see Robert Downey Jr. get into a helicopter and fly off I want them to adapt the terrible story from the 90s where Iron Man goes insane with alcoholism and being mind controlled by Kang and they go to an alternate reality to find teenage Tony Stark and who replaces him as Iron Man (laughs) 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 so dumb (laughs) And bad. (laughs) Let me make it clear. Those are bad comics. Yeah. How do you feel about Black Panther coming out between the parts of uh, Avengers Infinity Wars? Seems like a weird place for that movie. It's like it should (laughs) be first, but whatever. (laughs) They should make a Black Panther movie. Should they? I never got into I don't know like anything about Black Panther, really. Black Panther should have been in, like, they should have introduced Black Panther before making an Ultron movie. Because <laughs> mm. he's, he's like, the king of the country where 
adamantium is from. Like the metal, they're, the vibranium they're using to make Ultron, that Ultron steals, is from Black Panther's country. Like that's the setup for that. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea about that guy. No idea. Is he cool? He's cool. Yeah. But again, and when you're making a movie, he sort of has the same problem as someone like Black Widow, where he doesn't really have powers mm. at the same level. Oh, okay. Okay. Is he just like a warlord sort of thing then? Kind of. Okay. Like really athletic and strong, but... Okay. Well, it's kind of weird that Captain Marvel's in there too, but whatever. <laughs> Captain Marvel makes sense. Does it? Yes. Okay. Uh, again, it feels like it should be first, but... Like yeah. that character should be on the Avengers. That is the female character who can fly and super strong like bam she should be on the team they she would do cool shit <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to think of stuff for her to do <laughs> and you hate thor movies right the thor movies are like they feel like kids movies but they're fine okay i never saw the second one would you recommend i see better. the second one it's better than the first one i like the it first has, one it's so do you like do you like loki no not particularly Okay. It has it has Christopher Eccleston plays the villain, but you can barely tell it's him. Okay. Um it's it's good. It's it's a fine movie. It's longer than the second one, I think. The second one's really short. It is. The first one, I mean. First one's really short. Yeah. Yeah. I think my opinion of it is colored because I'm obsessed with Cat Dennings. Like on a mm. on a kind of weird level. Because, mm. and I don't know why, because I kind of abhor every role she's been in. Like, her, I hate the characters she's played. But, yeah, I don't know. She is the well, reason she shows why... up in Thor 2, so maybe you should see it. Uh, you're right, I should. She's the reason why I've seen all of Two Broke Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen any of that show. You're not missing out, necessarily. <laughs> But I don't know. I grew an appreciation of it over the first season. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good way to put it. It's kind of the same reason why I watched so much Full House, I think. But there's still like a nostalgia for Full House from when I was a kid. Yeah. Full House was like, I'll watch whatever is on TV at the times so I can watch TV. Yeah. TGIF. TGIF. Yeah. Do you remember think, that? Did you get that? Yes. I remember those commercials and stuff, but I don't think I ever watched TV at that time. I've, I feel like I was doing But, it. yo, it was the best. Okay. So you start off with your family matters. Syndication mostly. Okay. TGIF, though, man. You would start with your family matters. Then you would go to your full house. Then you would go to... I can't remember, and then it would be step by step, and that's when I turned it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. See, I could watch those shows every day during the regular week. Right, because you're American. <laughs> you don't have syndication. Yeah, that's true. I I still find it weird that they're doing a spin-off of Full House called Fuller House. I mean, I don't find it that weird because that is the direction the media has gone. Is, oh, God, 
our market is fragmenting. We need to find things that can appeal to at least some number of people. Mm. It's kind of like how Boy Meets World got the spinoff of Girl Meets World now. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so it follows around Cory and Topanga's, like, daughter huh. now. Weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is really weird because... uh what the hell was his name now? What were those kids' names? Him and his brother? I don't remember. Hmm. I just remember the janitor's curse. What was the janitor's curse? He made all these signs. And like to me and my friend, my head. And he goes, you're going down. <laughs> and my friend saw it. We just found it hilarious. And we just replayed. Just in our heads. It was just swinging around and pointing middle fingers. Like that was how we we decided that had gone, even though that was obviously wasn't how it was gone, but we replaced it. But I mean, it pretty much was. They yes, just couldn't exactly. do it on TV. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I really hate the title Fuller House. It's like, terrible. I really hate it. But I was talking to my girlfriend about it. There's one way, one way they can bring that back, and that's if DJ. His new name from when she married and then got widowed turned from Tanner to Fuller. So her name is technically like uh, Donna Joe Fuller. <laughs> Donna Josephine Fuller. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that they can bring it back. Otherwise, it's just bad grammar. It's stupid sounding. It's everything. They have to have... They have to have found... Um, they have to have both Olsen twins... And as like actual people, like they found the long lost twin sister. That would be so good. There's no way in hell they would probably do it. No, I honestly don't think the Olsons would be in it. Mm -mm. I wouldn't expect them to. And honestly, the whole reason I feel this has even come up is because Jody Sweden probably ran out of meth money, and she needs a job again. Probably. It's probably, like. Finally, like enough of the cast, uh, some part of the cast, they can get back because they need money. I wonder if they'll get <laughs> Sega back. It would be amazing <laughs> if they did. Yeah. I don't expect it. <laughs> I don't really either. And the reason I don't is because he's kind of built up this like reputation for himself now. Where yeah. that if he went back to like that schlocky type of thing... Mm -hmm. it, it might actually hurt his brand name now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you could find it believable. I don't I don't know if that matters. It doesn't. Probably. I don't, I don't know that he can go back. You can I never go back. Sometimes you can go back. Yeah, Wayward saying I can't imagine he'd want to go back and yeah, <laughs> he I'm sure he's making I feel like they couldn't pay him. They wouldn't pay him enough to do it. Like there can't be enough money in this thing. To get him to to get him, yeah. I feel like he would do it if they paid him enough, but they honestly. won't. But they won't. There's not enough money in this as a thing. It sounds like though he's Stamos's friend, so he might mm. he might like maybe cameo? do a cameo as like a pity, like I have to do this for my friend type thing. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck is Stamos even caring about this, like? Why I don't understand the whole reasoning behind it, honestly, at all. Because he was doing like reality TV or something. 
Yeah, but he had a job. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he does at this point. He has money just for being a name. Because he was married to that other person for a while. And she was really big as a model. I guess. Rebecca Romagin. People want to be famous, I guess. Some people. Do you want to be famous? Eh. I like like being able to talk about stuff is cool. Have people listen to you. I like that part. That's cool. That's about that's about as much as I like as I want ever, honestly. Yeah. Like if like getting to the point where you could do that and get paid, that would be like that would be the dream. How do you feel That's the like, fame has come to you, knowing that people listen to you? I feel like I've handled it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, mainly because they're not calling you out on Twitter all the time. <laughs> I can't imagine how those like the really big people put up with that. Well, I know how they. I do. assume I know. it's by tuning it out. No, I know how they do. It's by yeah. paying PR representatives to handle that shit for them. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would need to know what's being said, and that would drive me crazy. They do it by like just quitting, quitting Twitter. <laughs> I still don't. That really bugs the me. The thing is, he only had a Twitter to promote his uh, the movie, the version of Much Ado About Nothing he filmed, which was a small enough project that he felt like he needed to promote it himself. Like, right. that was a movie he filmed, like, with actors from stuff he's been in, just, like, with his friends, basically. So right. he felt like he had to promote that. And then it just – so he also, when he quit Twitter because of the Avengers, he said, if I have another small movie that I feel like I need to promote, <clears> I'll <throat> come back to Twitter. But I don't right now. So there's no reason for me to do this other job. Yeah. His point was basically that dealing with this is a job with the, at the level he had to deal with it. And he didn't. There was no reason for him to do that job. It wasn't getting him anything. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. I... uh, It really bothers me for a multitude of reasons. Not just because he was bullied off Twitter. Like, that's Mm -hmm. shitty. But also because... Grow a fucking backbone. You rich piece of shit. Like... There's also the part of me that's like, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Your problem right now is that you're so fucking famous that you're pissing people off about it. Like, maybe just kind of take your ball and go home. That's fine. But don't throw up a whole, like, stink about it <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's I don't justify the bullying on Twitter at all. But at mm-hmm. the same time, he seemed to... He seemed like he's the type of person that needs a PR representative to handle that stuff for him if he wanted to have, like, an online personality like that because he doesn't seem thick-skinned at all. I feel like he didn't want to is, like, the real thing. Mm. Like, he never really – he didn't really want a Twitter. He had a particular reason why he created a Twitter, and that reason has long passed. And he's kind of like, why am I even doing this? I know, but I mean – the thing is, if he didn't care that he had whether or not he had a Twitter, why would he read it? He read it every day, obviously, to the point yeah. where that stuff got to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, he obviously wanted to interact with people or see what they were saying about him, but he only wanted to see the good stuff, probably. Yeah. Which is totally yeah. fair, because that's human nature. Nobody wants to see, like, your fat piece of shit faggot 
all the time or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But I mean, there are people who can handle Twitter and there are people who can't. Like Twitter is a particular beast. It is. I don't know if I can handle it, honestly. Like, I don't even get a whole lot of stuff, but, like, when people just start, talk, like, tagging you in a conversation you have nothing to do with, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of tiring because I try to keep up with everything that's said, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can't <laughs> at all, and it's, like, exhausting. But, yeah, I keep my Twitter feed pretty small. Yeah, that's so that smart. I can keep up with it, because I want to be able to keep up with it, so... I've actually started deleting people. I've gone down from probably like 500 people I was following to whatever I'm at now, which obviously I can look at. 322. I've deleted a good 180 people, and it's helped a lot. I feel like I have to delete at least another 150 before it's at a place where I feel comfortable. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm following like 61 right now, and I, I think I just deleted one today. Anybody I know? Um, I stopped following Little Karibo because he was tweeting about wrestling all the time, and I don't give a shit. I don't even know who you're talking about. But calling Yu-Gi-Oh abridged, calling you out, Little Karibo or whatever you said. That guy that he said just now. <laughs> Literally, just because he was tweeting about wrestling, and I don't care about wrestling. There's this one account that the dude seems like a good guy. Like, every time he tweets, it's usually something positive or, like, something about Mm -hmm. school or whatnot. His biggest downfall, which is also his biggest upside, depending on what mood I'm in, Mm -hmm. is he retweets all of the hentai. (laughs) 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 Like, I would say, like, softcore hentai, though. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing weird or particularly gross. Yeah. But... Like, if my it's mom's, like, like borrowing my phone or something, yeah, yeah. Like, if I want to show my mom a tweet, I have mm-hmm. to, like, click on the tweet specifically to just, yeah. like, see that. Otherwise, like, below it, it'll just be, like, some big booty bitch or something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, he's been walking this fine line for the last year or so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but. if people, yeah. Like, that was my, my big thing. If I'm seeing someone consistently showing up on my Twitter and regretting that they're there, I should probably unfollow them. I agree with you. I don't regret he's there all the time, though. That's a problem. Well, it's if I regret he's there, there kind of ever and sort of regularly. Yeah, okay. Or if someone tweets too much. Tweeting too much gets you off my feed because... Like, I had to take me off of my feed. Like, I'll talk to her on Twitter uh, kind of often, but I can't have her in my feed because she tweets all the fucking time. It's like living in her brain. Yeah. It's fine. It's... Yeah. No, like, I honestly don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Like, with her specifically tweeting that much, but that's Mm -hmm. because I don't watch a lot of anime, and if Mm -hmm. I did, I would delete her because I could see... Like, if I cared about spoilers for stuff because she does live tweet, and that's fine, but... It would bug me if I was watching those things, but I'm not, so she's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really – I'm not that worried about spoilers. It's more if I want to see what Meowth has been tweeting, I can look at her Twitter feed. I don't have to have it in mine and showing up with stuff because it, it, I follow a few people and it, like, floods out of everything. <laughs> yeah. That like, reminds me of – who the fuck was it? Domino's fucking pizza. Like, when they were doing some promotional thing or something – uh-huh. They were tweeting, like, 
this giant image of bacon or something split up into like 20 parts. Mm-hmm. And some motherfucker decided to retweet every part, so they got an instant kick from my feed forever. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That that pissed me off. And see, this is where I'm kind of getting at is that I should just be deleting people more because mm-hmm. I can't even remember what that dude's name was. So obviously mm-hmm. he added nothing of quality to my feed ever to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I should probably take a closer look at that just so I'm a little bit more sane. There are people I like to follow, though, that, like, I want to see when they go live on Twitch or when they uploaded something new or, like... Yeah, if- like, a lot of my a lot of the people I follow are, are people, creators that I, I'm interested in, and then I like their, their Twitter is sufficiently, not, it's, like, sufficiently engaging enough and not annoying so that I can keep it there. And friends. Like, and, obviously... Yeah. I follow yeah. friends, except Nathan. I don't follow him anymore because that motherfucker unfollowed me, and I was so mad when I saw that. I was fucking so <laughs> mad, and I don't, like, I'm not even afraid to say I was, like, out of control, like, just kind of outraged by it, and I don't remember why, mm-hmm. but it was just one of those things that, like, I think I had a bad day at work, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, this motherfucker, like, throws his thoughts out there, but he's too good to hear mine. Fuck him. So I unfollowed him, and then I talked to him the next day at work, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for unfollowing me or whatever. And he's just like, I don't, like, ever use Twitter. That must have been a glitch because I wouldn't have unfollowed you anyways, even if I did. <laughs> so. That was like, I remember I was, like, looking at Twitter, and I'm like, wait, why is it not following Paul anymore? So I had to, like, refollow you, and you noticed. <laughs> I think that happened with Ty, too, where he unfollowed you, and then you're like, <laughs> it's like, it's just a yeah. So this is another problem I have with Twitter is that <laughs> I use this like who unfollowed me thing. Uh-huh. So I see when people unfollow me and for mm-hmm. the most part I don't care. But when yeah. I see somebody like Ty unfollow me, I'm like, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the people I care about will get called uh-huh. the fuck out about it, but mm-hmm. everyone else can kind of die in a fire. I don't really care. Like internet people that I don't talk with regularly or like have a decent relationship that I know mm-hmm. I don't care about obviously because they're just a screen name to me but like when I see Nathan unfollow me this motherfucker that I've worked with like spent hours with <laughs> like that I was actually fucking livid I was really <laughs> mad and then after I talked to him and he said that was just a glitch probably I was like mm-hmm. he's probably right because I know this has happened before and mm-hmm. I way overreacted to this whole situation <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. Tweet. He, he tweets very infrequently anymore. Yeah, no, he doesn't do anything on the internet really anymore, which is probably a fine thing. Like, because I know it was bumming him out for a bit. Yep. So, but he'll show up on there every every occasionally. I think he's like trying he to wean himself about, back on to it a little. Like he bit. was uh, really excited about Independence Day two. He put out some tweets about that. Why? Uh, I mean, I was like, really, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> that was he was excited about Phil Pullman and uh, what's his face being back in it. Will Smith. No, not I'm out. Will Smith. Don't care. <laughs> I need another welcome to Earth. Bill Pullman and who else would it be? Um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, I could see it. 
I was, and my response was really like, I saw Jurassic Park: The Lost World. I'm like, I can't believe in Jeff Goldblum carrying a movie. I don't, I don't think he ever has. No, he's like a, he's a good secondary character. He's a good tertiary, tertiary character. I mean, he's I kind of the main character of Independence Day, really. Yeah, but he's not on screen a lot. Yeah, because that's uh, it has the uh, whatever that the director's thing of like a giant cast. Yeah. Those are those are ensemble movies. Wayward saying he gets excited about the most unique things. I thought that it was part of what made him Nathan. I agree. Like mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I think his problem for a long time was that the internet was uh not making him excited about stuff as much anymore and kind of bumming him out more than that. So and he was spending too much time on Reddit. Yeah, he was. So taking a backseat and like just learning to kind of just be excited about stuff as you discover them on your own again for a while is probably his best course of action. So he could not be so bummed out about everything he doesn't care about and be more excited about the stuff he does. So I think he made the right call. It's just unfortunate that he's not around to like share that stuff as much anymore. That's the drawback, but yeah, I don't know that that's Nathan in a nutshell. And we never did say what move. I oh I think David guessed, and he was wrong. Like mm. the movies he guessed that Nathan hated. I think, I think Nathan said he he wanted people to guess till like the next time he's on. Right. So whenever he hits me up and he wants to do another one, that's probably when he'll go ahead yeah. and do that. I just got followed by a Japanese account that I don't know, but I'm kind of stoked nice. about it. So I'm gonna follow them back. See, this is my problem with Twitter. Mm. <laughs> The reason I got stoked, though, is because I'm learning Japanese. So I actually want to follow more people that are Mm -hmm. speaking in Kana type so I could read better. Mm -hmm. That shit's hard. I think there is a a way to follow people and take them out of your feed. You can mute them. You can do that. Yeah. That does not work with any Twitter aggregators, though. That only works with the main site. Ah, fuck that, then. Yeah, exactly. So if you use (laughs) TweetDeck, you will still see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you use TweetDeck? Nah. I I think I just... I actually just have the browser open, and then I use it on my iPod. Okay. I think the Twitter Twitter app app. has finally caught up with that, and you won't see them unless they tweet you specifically. Which is the way I'd I'd want to... I still want to see that stuff. Like, that's how I talk with Meowth on Twitter. Mm -hmm. She'll respond to something, and then I'll talk to her. Like, I like that. I like that interaction, but... yeah. That's kind of how I like Twitter, too, as basically being, like, a way people can send me text messages without me having to throw my phone number out on the internet. Yeah. 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 Fucking Nathan, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm going to keep going with my train of thought before. So I'm learning Japanese, and that shit's hard. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of trouble learning languages. I've always, I've always had trouble with that. Have you ever looked at, like, Japanese and tried learning it at all? Not really. Okay. I've I've just picked up certain words because yeah. they've shown up in anime a lot. So, like, let me... Because I speak uh, Spanish as well as English, like, fluently. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what the difference between 
these Asian languages and like Arabic languages and every other language on the earth is, is that you only have to learn one fucking alphabet for every other language on the earth. <laughs> you have to learn a whole bunch of sets of new symbols for these other ones, like Korean, uh, Japanese, Mandarin, Cantonese, all that shit. So I am basically learning three new alphabets right now. And mm. then with that new words, which I have to find out what they mean in our language so I can put all these thought processes together. That being mm. said, I really like how they do their writing because it's kind of split up into almost syllables as whereas our writing like just mm -hmm. Roman the alphabet is yeah. um you're splitting up every word into its sections and then pronouncing them all in one yeah whereas like if you say the words say sushi right it's only it's actually just two symbols it's su and she so it makes sense but that's the problem is I have to learn all of that shit first and then yeah. I have to learn what these words are and then what they mean. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's been um it's been a trip so far. It's been a lot easier than I was expecting so far. Like a lot of it's memorization. And yeah. it made me start questioning how the fuck did we ever learn English sort of thing? Because because oh. <laughs> learning Japanese, like if we had if we lived in Japan and learned yeah. all of this shit growing up, it would be fucking impossible. Like, English would be the most impossible thing to ask ever. Because everything with them makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. like I was saying, go back to my example, if you know what sushi is, or whatever, and you know how to spell su, and sh or the symbol for su, and the symbol for she, it all makes sense together. But in English, if you, like, look at the word fish, it's F-I-S-H. That makes up one word, but it's four characters. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it would make no sense the other way around. And my mind started getting blown about how, like, English is the actual hardest language ever made that is English always is changing. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And I, like, I'm sorry to anybody who ever has to learn it as your second language. You're fucked. Because most of us barely speak it properly. And. We grew up with it, <laughs> so. Pretty sure they do teach English in a lot of Japanese schools. Like, I think that's a standard part of their curriculum. Mm -hmm. Because, and that makes sense, because it's fucking, that would be ridiculous to try and learn later in life. Yeah, I, I don't think it would even be possible. Like, you would have to be so motivated. And if I grew up Japanese, there'd be no way I'd be motivated. I would be like, everybody should just learn this language because it makes sense. And you know what? I would be totally right because learning that language as an English speaker, it totally makes sense. And everybody should learn how to speak that instead of our <laughs> fucked up thing that we're doing. But um, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I also threw out this idea because like I got a tutor finally. I found a tutor, and she's apparently really good, teaches at, like, the university here and stuff. And um, she's going to be doing Skype lessons with me while she's in Europe. And I was thinking, maybe I should just stream this <laughs> or something, <laughs> get a bunch of people in and learning, like, basic Japanese. But it didn't seem like many people were interested, so I probably won't. But mm. I will probably record it just for my own, like, archives of being able to go back to a lesson or something. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm having fun with that. Um, every what brought this on, um, 
I I think I explained this in yeah I said it on top down perspective. I want to play police knots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> that like. I've always kind of wanted it. to learn an Asian language. But mm-hmm. I was thinking Mandarin for the long or no not Mandarin Cantonese for the longest time because mm-hmm. I have a Chinese friend who speaks it. So I would have somebody that I could like bounce ideas off mm-hmm. of and all that sort of stuff. And I've always liked just like symbol writing and stuff. I always thought it looked cool. Like even back in the day, I really liked the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics and stuff as a way of communicating. So I knew it was going to be a new alphabet or language. I was going to have to learn how to like do all new symbols for. And it was my realization when I downloaded police knots that I want to be able to see all this great shit we never get here and understand what's going on so badly that this mm-hmm. is the way I have to go. It has mm-hmm. to be Japanese. So, and the problem is, the problem is, is when you hear a fat white dude talking about wanting to learn Japanese, the first idea is because Weeaboo, he wants to go fuck some Japanese chick or something, which isn't it at all. I just want to play video games, bro. <laughs> like, video games, bro. And maybe read manga, but probably not, because if I really wanted to do that, I would have been this whole time. So Yeah. Scanlations are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, police knots. That's where this all stems from, as the patient zero, basically. Because mm. the animation in that game is so good. Have you seen mm. that game at all? I don't know. I haven't actually. It's a point-and-click adventure, which is terrible because I hate those games. But the animation is like that old anime style, and I hear that. I mean, it's going to be fucking ridiculous because of who made it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm really stoked to be able to do all that shit. And I want to go to Japan. We're thinking this year, but I don't know yet. That shit's not even that expensive. I looked up a flight, and it was like. For a round trip, for me, it would be like 800 bucks. Like, why not? <laughs> why the fuck wouldn't I do that? 800 bucks to go to Japan? And then I was looking up hotels there. You can get like a three-star hotel for 50 bucks a night. It's pretty good. It's really small, but yeah. who cares? Because it's only there for a bed. You're going to be out all day. Yep. You are going to be at the arcade playing Dance Dance Revolution all day. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, yeah. I've been I've been struggling, but it's it's been fun so far. Do you speak any other language besides English? No. I mean, I've I've taken other languages in school, like German. Never I've never taken German. What about French? I've taken Spanish, French, and ancient Greek. So you can speak Spanish? I mean, I took Spanish for fucking years and I can't really speak <laughs> Spanish. I took Spanish since I've been taking Spanish. I've taken Spanish since I was like six, maybe five, and I never. It never took enough to where I like knew the language. Porque I'm just bad at languages. Ah, uh, porque no puedes explicar español, motherfucker. I don't know. Okay. Okay. See, see. You should learn a language. Yo, learn Japanese. We'll do this whole podcast in Japanese. <laughs> what I liked about studying ancient Greek was that it was only, we were studying it only for reading. 
which I found much easier. Oh, okay. Why? Because nobody speaks that. Mm. <laughs> so it was kind of like it was situational, just the stuff you would have to know to be able to read something, not to hold a conversation. Yeah, it was it was for translating. Hmm. Translating old texts that we were we were reading, like Plato. Oh yeah, was that what your BA was in? Uh, I BA it's it's weird. It's sort of a cla- it was a classical education sort of thing. We studied the great books, so like freshman year was ancient Greek stuff, and then it was like moving forward. So time. it's like so an English major then. Not really, because a lot of it was math and lab stuff. Like we studied, uh, like we studied um, Plotinus. We studied like so. We start with math. We started with reading Euclid, and then we worked to Plotinus, which is ancient astronomy. Nobody studies anymore because yeah. it's it's the Earth is the center of the universe. Ast- astronomy stuff that's worried about the appearances in the sky. It was really fun. <laughs> Was it? And it's more, yeah, it was fucking great. But it's more about like learning logic and stuff. <clears throat> also, that's it's still as math. It's still really good. It's really good math, and with relativity, it's basically true anyway. Honestly. So, what was the career path idea with this? There, there wasn't one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of people do that. Like I did that too. Mm-hmm. And um. I think if I had any, like, words of wisdom to people maybe thinking about going to school, get mm. your first degree in something you can make money at, and then, like, the rest you can do later, maybe, <laughs> because otherwise you're going to be in my position, hate your job, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Because Nathan did the same thing, and he's working with me now. Like, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that was the step up. The step up was still to the shitty job I have. <laughs> So, BA in English, I think his was, like, in literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I remember asking him, like, what was, like, your plan or whatever. He's like, I guess, like, a teacher, but I don't want to teach people. <laughs> I was like, then you probably chose the wrong profession. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But you're uh, doing it something was, it else was, now, right? It, yeah. Programming. Taking math and, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of the best four years of my life, so I can't really complain. Oh no, it was fucking great. Yeah, no, I don't, I totally understand that. Like, cause I really had fun doing my thing too, but it got me nowhere, and I kind of. I'm sad. much better at talking to people now. Mm. Like it, those skills, because it was all about class conversation. Yeah, and as someone who was shy growing up, like it's helped me a lot with that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Just oh being yeah. Being able to talk to people and understand, like, figuring out how to deal with people's weird quirks. I learned to hate criticizing art, and I hate pretentiousness because of mine. <laughs> An art college is not a good place to go if you ever want to just like mm-hmm. deal with pretentious people because there's so many there, and they will ruin you. Hmm. <laughs> Did you ever see Art School Confidential? Nope. Okay. That is, for anybody who has seen that movie, that I can't watch that movie because it actually infuriates me because it's mm. too real. 
<laughs> Great. Yeah. We should probably talk about stuff that actually we have on like a list of stuff we could talk about. <gasps> what a that that sounds crazy. That is crazy. Just like crazy the Germans. <laughs> Segway. Wolfenstein. <laughs> yes, exactly. So how much of this did you play? We're talking about uh, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, by the way. Recent standalone game that's like 34 gigs or something dumb that came out this last week. It's surprisingly long for a standalone game. Did you beat it then? I'm like halfway through it only. How long have you been playing? How many hours? Um, I have, according to Steam, like six hours in it. I've died a lot. Okay. Like I've been retrying sections a lot. Apparent, unlike on a normal playthrough, I've heard it's eight hours. But I'm going slow because I've been dying. That's a lot. really long. It's like eight chapters. Because the other also, game is ten sure hours long. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like this is a twenty dollar game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Also, because I've also been doing all the uh, nightmare sections, which are like extra levels. Okay, I've only been playing about an hour and a half, so I don't know. Yeah. What- what you're talking about yet but so do you remember the the in the first game there's like a nightmare section where you end up in like the first level of castle of wolfenstein 3d oh yeah yeah so for every level in this game there's a night a specific nightmare stage that you can find that's a whole level in that style okay that's cool they're great that's That's actually kind of my favorite part i love those levels did you play the new order? I didn't actually, mostly because I've had a full like a full length single player shooter yeah. has not been something I've wanted to spend time with when I've had other stuff to play. Okay. So like this it was is a, felt like a big investment. So this is cool because we can still talk about how the game plays and stuff because this plays exactly like that game did. Yeah. So, how do you think that this new Wolfenstein plays? It plays really good. Yeah. I really like the shooting. Yeah. It's really good. It, yeah. I I find I actually end up liking using a single gun at a time and not dual wielding. I kind of hate dual wielding, except in the first game, there's a part where you can dual wield laser guns, and that's great. I but, like the wheel when I want to like really dump on something. I like busting out the two shotguns. Sure. And just dump. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like the like I being able to aim down the cross sights, I'm I'm doing better. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, that game yeah. Th- these Please games do. play really nicely. The shooting feels really good. I really, really like I don't I haven't seen enough yet, but it doesn't seem like it's as thorough as uh the new order is obviously, because it's a standalone kind of side project, but mm-hmm. I really like the little things in the environment that you can pick up that, like, show an insight to this world or something. And maybe it's because in New Order, it's showing the world how it would be if Nazis ran it, where this is mm-hmm. not that time period, so it wouldn't make yeah. sense to have that. So maybe that's why it's just not naturally as intriguing to me. But yeah, I still think that stuff is really good in this. Mm-hmm. Like the letters and stuff like that, you can pick up and read. And yeah, there's a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, like for me, it's it's feels like it's nostalgia to really old shooters, but done in a modern way that yes. feels really good. Yes, like 
that's why also this release appealed to me more because it's just that nostalgia property. Just go to Capital Wolfenstein. You're just on this one mission. Yeah. Like it, the focus nature of it, I really liked. Yeah, you're trying to get information on uh, the stronghold that you storm at the beginning of the next game, if I recall. Mm. That's where that game starts. I can't remember the name of it now. It's kind of bothering me. Hammer mm. something. Mm. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So I haven't seen these nightmare parts yet, but that sounds cool, and I'm excited yeah. to get to that. Yeah, you can miss them too. They're like they're hidden beds, so you find a bed, and then it it go, it has a great transition sequence where it shows uh, Blaskowitz's face, and then it turns into the pixelated Blaskowitz face from Wolfenstein games, and then it throws you in. I also love their their remix of that the song from Castle Wolfenstein 3D. So is that it was, levels from 3D, or is it kind of new levels in that old style? I think it's new levels in that old style. I was cool. trying to look it up, and no one was saying anything, but I think they're new levels in that style. Cool. Yeah, I'm Which really I really like it. It, I, it also sort of pointed out to me what I liked about older old shooters was before, like... I mean, it's not even true of a lot of old games, but I really like about Castle Wolfenstein is, like the way the enemies stand out in the color palette. Yeah. Cause I feel like in, uh, in, in the old blood, like a lot of times I can't find guys cause they blend in too well. Like I don't see enemy things aren't as clear as they're I like wish black they on a gray area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I find that a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I really like those sections where everything is really clear, really blue or green. Yeah. yeah, that that blue, that blue, <laughs> that blue. yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So apparently, with this thing is structured, it's got eight chapters, but it's really split up into sort of two halves. Where, like, the first half you're just fighting normal Nazis, and apparently the second half it starts getting into supernatural shit. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So I haven't really got to that part yet, though cool but yeah i've been really i've been really enjoying it it's also this is the first time where i realized oh a big reason i haven't enjoyed first person shooters in a long time is because they make me feel sick because field of view is a thing that affects me yeah like this is the first time i've realized it really in playing a game so i said it i had to turn it up to a 90 field of view and i've had a much better time not feeling sick after playing it for a while. I find I need a, at least a 90. Any yeah. higher is better for me. So I, I crank mm. this one up to 100 and I feel fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I might turn it more, but I've had I've had a good time at 90. It's more I had never messed with that before. Really? Yeah, I just didn't I feel like I didn't know about it until I was like watching Total Biscuit videos recently. I was like, "Oh, I that's probably a reason I get sick when I play those games. Oh, yeah, no. That is definitely the reason why I get sick. Like, I don't get sick playing those games on a console, mm-hmm. but on computer, I have to bump it up. Otherwise, it's I play half an hour, and I get dizzy. Like, I feel yeah. gross. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. That is a huge thing. That's why when people are were, like, joking around and saying, like, FOV sliders or whatever and bugging him about that sort of thing, making it a meme. 
It's just yeah. like, no, you don't understand how important that actually is for some people. <laughs> yeah. Like I was I've I felt sick. Like Yeah. Doesn't it's bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that a lot. And I I think I would recommend it to anybody who like wanted to try the other one, New Order, but mm-hmm. like doesn't have the money to shell out, like and they just kinda wanna experience like that it's exact it plays the exact same mm-hmm. it's probably doesn't end as bombastically dumb and weird as the other one because it kind of can't because this is a prequel sort of mm-hmm. but like if you want that if you want just a more bombastically dumb thing you should probably get the other one but this is this is really good from what i've yep. played so far i really like I'm sticking. it sticking i probably will once I finish this, we'll pick up the original on the Steam Steam sale this summer. Yeah. I feel like that'll happen probably. Yeah. It's on sale right now. With You can get both of these at the same time in a bundle now. You can get New Order uh, and Old Blood for like 50 bucks, I think. Mm, I bought. I actually bought all Old Blood on Green Man Gaming because they had it for like 15 That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, other than that, we played Sins of a Dark Age. Yes, we tried that thing out. Yeah. And the developer joined us. Which was weird and out of nowhere. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I actually pulled that for, like, YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it basically starts at the part where it's like, let's just wait for this guy to get in here. Holy shit, it's a developer. And then from there, he, like, joins <laughs> uh-huh. as, like, talking about giving me free shit and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then he did. <laughs> also, remind me, he gave me a link to send to you for okay. a soundtrack or something. I got to mm-hmm. find it, though. Cool. But um, I got to be honest, and, like, this isn't necessarily a bad thing I'm going to be saying or anything, so sorry, Fist, if you're somewhere around listening to this <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. When I first started playing that game, I kind of really didn't like it at all. I couldn't understand... The feel of it, like I've played me some MOBAs before. Like I like trying these free-to-play MOBAs, seeing like what might be decent, what isn't. And nothing about this seemed like it did anything different enough to feel like there was a cool new thing it was doing. And the things it did differently, I don't think it explained enough to me on how that changes how this game is played. And Mm -hmm. it took the developer to actually kind of sit down with us and talk about stuff as we played for me to really feel it. That Mm -hmm. being said... When I learned how to play the game, it felt really good <laughs> in a weird way, mm-hmm. albeit it still feels really slow, like really slow. Yeah. But um, that's it's also because we've been playing so much Heroes, which is really quick. Even in like a normal standard, though, I yeah. don't think we played any games that were less than 55 to an hour. They were all quite mm-hmm. long, which yes. is fine, but... My biggest downfall with it is that I don't think it gives you enough information. Like, we needed the developer to sit down with us and tell us, like, stuff about it on how to play. It doesn't give you enough Mm -hmm. of that information up front unless you play a lot. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... With MOBAs in general, when you're... That that one game takes... If one game is taking an hour... Like, you're never going to have a full grasp on that kind of game in one game. Yeah. Just not going to happen. And that it takes that long 
that's a real that's a real ask on 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 players. It really is, especially because other MOBAs that first of all are just bigger and always will be because League of Legends is not losing steam at all. Yes, no. Dota isn't losing steam, but it's not gaining as much as League of Legends. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's still on the upswing. They're they're going to raise yeah. more money this year for the international than they did before. Yeah, like that's still going. Heroes of the Storm is like a new contender that does it differently enough that it's kind of fresh in a way. Yeah. So when you're kind of introducing a MOBA that feels slower, is harder to understand like the play style of it, and just all in all, like it's asking a the whole game is asking a lot of people but i feel like if you really like mobas and you kind of want to try something different with like the mechanics that you already know from league or dota you should probably look at this and just keep in mind that you have to learn <laughs> like there is stuff to learn about how that game's pacing is the big thing about it i guess we should explain why yes is that Unlike most MOBAs, in fact, unlike any MOBAs, this has kind of a questing system, like an objective system in it, but whereas Heroes of the Storm objective system is small little camps you can take to kind of help the push and stuff, and uh, basically stuff to help push your opponent down faster, the stuff in this kind of is stuff that you will send one or two people to do separately or maybe have to team fight and also fight them so that they cannot accomplish mm -hmm. it as well. So you're kind of splitting your forces on whatever you want to do. Like maybe you want to take two guys to make sure this escort mission goes fine and then take three guys into the jungle to kill them on their escort mission. So you're kind of splitting it up and the payoff isn't as big as something like Heroes where you all of a sudden get these spiders that push walls down almost instantly. Like, mm -hmm. the, it's basically like an incremental power-up or an item it gives you that'll make you stronger. Yeah. Or it, and it gives you gold to make up for missing yeah. gold from laning and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's really interesting because they put these RPG elements in the game, but that's what makes it slower and harder to learn. Yeah, because there's a there's a, like a rhythm to it. There like is. you have to you have to learn when you should be when you have the opportunity to go do this quest or when you should be ignoring it. Because really, they're they're optional. They are much more so than the objectives in Heroes, which it's like you can skip them in specific situations, but it's not that they 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 demand more attention than the the ones the quests here do. In, yeah. in Sins of a Dark Age. And that's not inherently a bad thing. The thing that is a bad thing is that it's hard to understand the quest text, and the quest text isn't readily available when they pop. I mean, yeah, because you're playing a MOBA, so your attention is, like, on what you're doing. Yeah. And that you have to, like, stop and read this quest and figure out what it means. Yes. Like, that's time-consuming. And for... Playing a game for the first time, it's kind of overwhelming. Yes, it is extremely overwhelming, and it has that it has that Dota problem of the slow burn lose, where like yeah. even as you're learning it, you're still not quite learning it, and it's taking you an hour until you can jump into another game to learn it again. Yeah, so there's that as well. Um, that being said, though, 
Fist himself, I thought, was a great dude. Yes. And he alone made me like that game like a hundred times more than I started off with, not only because of his tutelage on how to play it, but because of his and like their whole team's attitude on what this game is, which is a love letter to games they love to play, which is exactly what Sins of a Solar Empire was. So they like there's the video up there, you can watch it if you want, and he'll say it in his own words. But basically he was saying this is like they were really into MOBAs, they wanted to make one, so they did. <laughs> and that's it. They don't really yeah. it's not a like Ponzi scheme, a money making scheme or anything like that. In fact, they're likely gonna lose quite a bit of money out of pocket to just make this a reality. But you can never pay a dime in it. You can get all the skins you want by crafting materials and playing a lot. Or you can buy keys for and chests and stuff if you want to take that way. The heroes will always be free to play. All that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, for this game, with this game to succeed, it just needs a small community of people who are into it and play it. Like, yeah. So that... If you sort of like it, you can just hop in and there are like a dedicated group of people who play it. Because yeah. I feel like the problem I have coming to this game is it's cool. It's interesting. There's not enough time in the world for me to spend enough time with it to learn it, though. Like mm-hmm. I'm too invested in Dota and Heroes and wanting to play a little league. <laughs> like there's too much yeah. stuff that – games of this type even around beyond other games that I want to play to really give the time the game sort of deserves by its quality. Yeah. Not to mention you have it's, to take a few hours every week to talk on podcast.burningbarrel.co. Yes. <laughs> is there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah, yeah there and, are. And this game is asking a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And but, like, even though it hits those, it, mm-hmm. but like the key is it hits those marks where when it's going good and it's hitting its high points, it's yep. fun. It is like it, it achieved, like they, they, they did it. They pulled it off. They made a good game. Yes. Yeah. Not to say it couldn't use some more work and they know that and they are working mm-hmm. on more stuff for sure. But, um, it, it the thing is, if this was, like, the MOBA that you're into right now, you could do a lot worse. You could, yeah. You could honestly do a lot worse. It's quite it's quite solid for what it is. And Like, whatever imaginary line there is to, <laughs> did this game achieve the minimum, what it had to do? Did this achieve what it yes. needs to become? They crossed that. They did. They Well, if there's, like, a line for the minimum of, did this game achieve what, like, it needed to do? They yeah, you're blew right. past that. I don't right. know because they they did a lot. What's really impre- the really impressive part of this game is like the features, like the like the settings stuff and the Twitch integration, and the replay stuff. Like they pulled all that off. It makes me more annoyed at Blizzard for how little of that stuff is in their game still. Yeah. So again, this is um, stuff that he was saying, and I haven't gone to tinker with it myself to really give a good explanation on it, but. Mm-hmm. It sounds like through the replay stuff and even the in-game stuff like that too, for people that like stats, like you will love this game 
because mm-hmm. there are stats for everything. There's the combat log like you would have in WoW. For every single action that happens in that game, you will see numbers and names of what's happening and all that sort of stuff. There is a replay feature apparently that works kind of like Dota where you can choose characters, follow them, see like all the stuff they do, everything like that. And the Twitch integration is so fantastically superb that it's something I think Dota should steal. League should steal. Every single MOBA should steal. So mm-hmm. Path of Exile was also another game that did Twitch integration very good. And it does a lot of the same things, but with one big thing that I'll get to in a second. The Twitch integration is you sign in through the game, and um, in Path of Exile, you could actually just start streaming from the game. You didn't need like a secondary source, which I think mm-hmm. is something they could implement in here. But um, other than that, your Twitch chat will appear in the game. You can type in it and all that sort of stuff. The big thing about it, though is that you can give away prizes to people who are eligible in your chat, like, randomly. And um, that is a great way to build up, first of all, goodwill for your whole fan base, but letting people really get out and, like, become streamers or something. If this game got to even half the amount that League gets... Okay, let's be more realistic. Even, like, a fraction of what League gets. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be realistic. If it got half the amount of people that HOTS gets right now, like, maybe yeah. a couple thousand or something watching at any mm-hmm. time, yeah, you, like, you could actually start streaming for a living if you're really good at this game. And you could develop a community, you could give stuff out to people and all that stuff, and you would just exponentially grow in their system because there's also a watch tab in here where people can vote up streams that are going on right now. So more people that go to that watch tab, it'll be on a list. We'll click on that stream, maybe take a look at what's going on, and then more people will come. And they really did a good job on fostering a community feel with their game. That makes me so fucking angry that not every other MOBA has done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually infuriating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're doing a... it seems like they're doing a great job with their their community stuff. Yeah, yeah, which they is are fucking a really important for <laughs> that kind of game. And just on a personal level, playing with the dude and him getting excited at plays happening in his own game is just so heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, to see that developers don't just like get jaded and hate their jobs after seeing nothing but code for years on end. That he was or like dealing dealing with legal shit or whatever. Yeah, just, like, him jumping in, playing, and, like, that's my boys, and getting all excited (laughs) and stuff. Like, it was great. Yeah, it was really good. So I want to say, like, people should check it out if you want to check out a new MOBA or something because it's solid enough. But also, just to support these guys a little bit, like, I really like supporting people that have interesting new ideas and can make something that works. Mm Mm-hmm. Like so, I th- I think they should get more support. I don't think they're going to do bad. I just unfortunately, realistically, know they're not going to do as good as they should. Yeah, that's that's really the thing. That yeah, this they're they're entering a brutal market for that kind of game. Particularly like they're launching like right. I think it's good that they're out before Heroes of the Storm, like and after out, Heroes of the in. Dorm happened. Yeah. Yeah, like, so there are people like looking at this kind of game, but they're and they're they're launching in a sort of interesting window, 
Because also, and like, the, they're also before the International Five starts. Like, yeah. Because I feel like those those things are gonna draw people. They are. Yeah. Also, on that same train of thought, as I brought it up before, Path of Exile does some great Twitch integration as well. Path of Exile is a great indie version of what Diablo 2 would have been, like, if it had gone more serious and into a new generation. And that is a game people should check out if you like the point-and-click Diablo dungeon adventure type stuff. That game is quite good. I really like it, so I recommend that as well. Um... I mean, the obvious transition here is we should talk more about Heroes of the Storm because yeah. we we play that too much. I like that game way more than I should for what it is. I know. It's like <clears throat> like in every way I can say Dota is better, but I'm having so much fun playing Heroes of the Storm every day. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with that we have people put, like, we have cool people playing it with us. I feel like that there's always, I can always find, I was playing it tonight because Vel and Steven were on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll play with you guys. Like just that there are always people who want to play that game right now. I'm like people playing a MOBA that I like that I could play with. Like, yes, this is all I want. Yeah. All I want. It felt like there was a time that Dota had that as well, but that time seems to have gone for me. (laughs) I, a lot of people I knew that were playing that with me, like some mm. of them still play, but for the most part they don't. <laughs> mm. Dota for me was always like just finding other people who were playing it already that I was then meeting them through the game and having an okay time with them. Yeah, and I mean these aren't exactly new people we're playing with, so that helps. Like we already yes. have a repertoire with Tony and Ben and like you do now but i knew steven a little bit before mm-hmm. like bread i've known for a long time and he's been playing this like these are all people we already know we like playing with and yeah. they just happen to be playing this game yeah as well so yeah it's been really like, cool it's achieving the blizzard thing of people are playing this game that yeah. wouldn't play this genre yeah it was like i when i i mentioned uh Sins of the Dark Age to them, and people were like, nah, just because, like, they weren't going to commit to another MOBA. Like, even playing a game of a free thing, it's it's a it's a thing. It's a hard sell. Yeah. Like, some of- already, like people that are that are learning this as their first MOBA, I feel like they're saying, I'm having enough trouble learning this one game. I need. I don't have like the energy to go and try and learn a whole nother one that's different in in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you can't sell them on the two biggest ones, Dota and League of Legends from yeah. this, like Sins of a Dark Age takes the biggest backseat. Yeah. Like it's not even a backseat, it's like the back of the school bus or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Um otherwise Heroes of the Storm has continued to be good. There, I think it's weird. So there's this problem now where I feel like we've run into too many people to play with at certain times of the day. It's true. That, like, I'll log on, and if I just see five people in the channel, I'll log off and do my own thing. Because I mm-hmm. just, like, I kind of don't care. I've had my time with MOBAs, and I still have my times with MOBAs whenever I want to. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need people to play this other one with. 
sort of thing. Whereas I know like Ben gets more, say Ben gets more out of it. Or like, I know for a fact, Tony gets more out of it when he's playing with like friends or whatever that he know that they know. Mm. Whereas like I could jump into Dota if I wanted, really wanted to play MOBA and I'd be fine solo queuing. I would not like it as much, but Mm -hmm. I would be fine doing it. So yeah, I'll leave like, if there is parties already, I'll leave them be and I'll just go find my own thing. That's totally fine. Um, custom matches, even though you can do the 5v5, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's still something about it that feels lackluster to me. I think it's the fact that you get nothing out of it, which makes sense, like the XP. Yeah. And, um, but it's sort of, yeah. I want draft. Like, I wish if it was a custom mm-hmm. game, just allow us to draft out of your whole pool. Who cares? You're not giving us anything out of it. We're not yeah. leveling characters. So. <laughs> yeah. I really mm-hmm. like the draft mode a lot. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Speaking of draft mode, there's going to be a tournament going on. Yeah. <clears throat> and Vel was the last one to find out that he was going to be on the team because I Steven notified is- him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Steven said he can't make it though. He has a wedding to go to that weekend. He just found out. He realized. Well, so there's I, a slot open. I am going to have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead to me. We're done. Steven and I are done. That is, that is outrageously disappointing. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to join a team for Heroes of the Storm, <laughs> we might have to actually get bread now, like to fill mm-hmm. that spot, which is going to be kind of weird since, like, that's a weird favoritism sort of thing, especially since we're the like first people to join the his group on Facebook. And then he's like, "Hey, I'm with this team." Yeah, I don't know. We'll look for somebody else first, maybe. Yeah, but um, ham on the core. Is that what we're? I think is that, that, that what that, he's that's going the tentative with? title. Yeah, I'll put tentative title. So that's going to be happening. I think June sixth at seven p.m. Mountain Time, so nine p.m. for you. Mm-hmm. I believe eight Mountain Times two hours Pacific Times three. What? I think no Mountain Time right now is two a.m. Yeah, it's four a.m. here. Yeah, that's two hours difference. Yeah. So he's going to start at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, oh, which is 9 p.m. for you. first. Oh, no. I don't think it was ever 6. Okay. That's what you said. Okay. Oh. Okay. 7 to 9. Yeah. yeah 7. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, so Time zone. <laughs> Great podcasting. <laughs> so that's going to be happening, and he will be streaming that as part of Smash Logic and all that stuff. So that is going to be interesting. Because, first of all, I hope there's a decent turnout, like, that there's a few teams. Mm. And second, I really, really hope we do okay. Because mm. I am going to be super bummed if we get beaten by people who are like, this is my first MOBA. I might go hang myself. <laughs> like, the week before that happens, if that happens, that might be my last podcast because I will have blown my brains out Saturday night. <laughs> mm. I don't know why, but that would really bum me out. And whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> um, getting way ahead of ourselves. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever done an official, like, 
tournament for a MOBA. Like, played in it. I've definitely watched a lot of MOBA tournaments, but mm-hmm. I've never, like, played in one against other people that you don't necessarily hate or are Russian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that should be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Do you have any, like, any ideas of picks or whatever? Not to give away, um, like, secrets of the team or anything, but... Um, yeah, just the... That I think Illidan is the best assassin right now. I've been... I've been tr- I was trying out Vala. I've been playing her more. Yeah. Because I I know people like her. I just think she... What she's really good at is pushing. She's like a pushing assassin. She's yeah. not as good at taking camps and stuff as Illidan is. Right. So she's she's she does a puts out a lot of damage, but she can't make the big plays the way Illidan can. Right. She's kind of like a sustain. Like yeah. there, when she's around there will be consistent damage to a lot of people. Yes. But that's kind of where she falls off. <laughs> so my other my other thought was if you're I don't know if the tournament's gonna be if it's gonna be under custom games. Are we going to draft it the way Hero League drafts? or Probably not, because he wants to get people that this, like don't have 10 heroes yeah. as well and stuff. So Okay, so then we wouldn't have to worry about picking, <clears throat> like having a backup hero for no, people. No, we wouldn't. Okay, yeah. then that, that makes it easier then. For us. Then, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes it easy, so I don't have to worry about like making sure we give people... Like, with their specific role, they're going to play and having at least two heroes in that role or something. We should probably still do that anyway, though. Yeah. Just to mix like, it up. Yep, that's what. That's why I was I was messing with, with Vala, was to have another another assassin under my belt. I, I already, like, sent a message to Tony to, like, we should start thinking of team comms, so I'm sure he spent today and he will spend the rest <laughs> of the week thinking of, like, weird combos and stuff we could do. So I'm excited uh-huh. to see like what we talk about either Friday or Saturday or whenever we all get together and try some stuff out. But mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to have like a solid team comp where we all play like a certain we basically have our like tryhard composition yeah. where mm-hmm. we know we'll probably do good or win with this. Mm-hmm. But then we should do a silly one as well to just like do dumb plays. Avatar murky. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I've had a lot of fun messing with Murky. Murky is so silly, but you feel whenever you do accomplish something with Murky, the high is is like that much higher. Yeah, because the the real big thing with Murky is he actually gets pretty strong as the game goes on. Okay. Particularly, you can get like I've actually gotten. So the build I go with Murky is putting as many skills into his his safety bubble as I can Mm -hmm. so that I don't die very often. And then you get – he has an ability that his abilities get stronger the longer he's alive. Yeah. So then you can actually like – if you're chasing someone with Murky late in the game, you can kill them. Like that just happens. Like just with his, his fart that can slow them. Yeah. And you can use bubble just to get close to them. You can basically chase down anyone, which is nuts. <laughs> Cuz considering how weak he feels when you're first playing him. 
I feel like that's the same way with a lot of assassins too, though. They feel yeah, like really weak, but when you get to a certain point in the game, you feel too strong almost, mm-hmm. almost to your detriment too, because you'll start doing dumb things that you yes. can, think you can get away with. <laughs> that is Illidan. That's what I like Illidan. You just yeah. go too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see it for sure. We should probably just start doing like a podcast based on MOBAs in general. Because we talk about Heroes of the Storm way too much to just make a Dota one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm that's cool. I I can talk MOBAs all day. <laughs> I was thinking more like I wanted to do you know the A to Z challenge in Dota. Yes. I basically wanted to do that with heroes because first mm. of all it would take exactly one-fourth of the amount of effort mm-hmm. of, of Dota right now, and um, I think it would just be fun to, like, highlight some characters and stuff. The problem is, and this is where it gets weird, is that in Dota, it's always the same stuff. Like, Lena mm-hmm. will always have her, like, Dragon Slave or whatever, and the, all this stuff, right? In <laughs> In Heroes, every ability has different things you can do with it and different combinations of it. So you almost have to like plan out what you're going to talk about, what you think is the optimal build and what some other fun stuff you could do. Because if you talked about every ability, it might take too long, (laughs) like every Mm -hmm. combination of stuff. But yeah, that's kind of cool too. That's because that's the only thing HOTS has. It doesn't have items. It doesn't have anything like that. So it needs to have that. I mean, there is a lot of variation. There's there's a lot of variation to find with Dota. You have to dig pretty deep for a lot of it, though. Yeah. You have to know all those items. And Well, I was oh. going to say, if you're doing, like, a spotlight on a hero, though, you're not talking yeah. about items. It's true. So. Oh, yeah. You're not. <laughs> like cause You that... could. You could talk about items. You could. There are specific items that, would, that work with heroes and don't work with others. Sure. But it's always Just talk situational. Just about BKB, whatever many times. About what? <laughs> BKB? Yeah. Just talk about BKB over and over again. Yeah. It's real good. It is, but I find I never get it, mm. like, ever, because I always feel like I want to do a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, but I could it, get yeah. BKB, or I could get Scotty and just, like, try to wreck somebody before they can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I usually lose because of it, but I have fun, <laughs> so that's the trade-off. Yeah. There, I think in our near future, there will be, like, content of some sort revolving around Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. I just don't know what form that would take. <laughs> um, When you're talking... You can so in replays, you can see what abilities people pick. Yeah, so at least Brad and I yesterday actually he mm-hmm. and I jumped into some custom matches and made each other like referee and observer and stuff. Oh, cool! So you can actually, as referee and observer, see every character like choose them and then follow them as well. You can also zoom out so it looks like an RTS. Oh, weird! So you can cool. see at least three quarters of the map at one time. So what's the difference? So what are the differences between referee and observer? A ref, uh, I don't think observers can pause the game. Oh, players can pause a game, but they only get two pauses and any other player 
and the referee can unpause the game whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And the referee can pause the game, but nobody but the referee can unpause it. Okay, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it okay, so there are extra tools for for that stuff. For there are, but they are super hidden. So mm. to choose the different characters, it's one to eight, depending on where they are up the top of your screen. So oh. the very far left is one, and the very far right is eight. Weird. Or no, ten, I guess that would be, because there's five uh-huh. on the team. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, zero. E on your keyboard is to show everything, like vision from everybody. Mm-hmm. If you choose either one side, like looking at specific people, you will only see their vision Mm. control s i think it is or maybe it's control z will zoom out shift e will zoom out further like it's all really weird developer like known stuff but i think Mm. brett found a wiki that like told him all Mm. that stuff so there's a there's actually a decent amount of control that you can do in the observer mode um, it's still not as good as Dota. It just yeah. straight up isn't, mm-hmm. which is too bad because it's fucking Blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they've. I feel like I can see how custom games wouldn't be their priority at yeah. first, but they're getting really close to launch. I feel like more of this stuff should be shoring up. Speaking of which, we are getting a new hero. And... We're getting two new heroes. In three hours, roughly. We're getting one in, like, three hours. But we're getting yes. another one not that long after. No, yeah, I meant tomorrow slash yeah. today. We are getting yes. Kael'thas, right? Kael'thas. So tomorrow we will be playing. That yeah. is a thing that will be happening. And um, I will buy Kael'thas and try him out. <laughs> I'll probably pick him up, too. Yeah, of course you will. Because you'd be crazy <laughs> not to. <laughs> Who are you looking more forward to, Kael'thas or Johanna? Um, Johanna, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm with you 100%. Another Diablo character for one thing, and I main a female crusader in Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured you would be really Oh, yeah, we've her. played. I don't even yeah. have to tell you. I guess there still might be an audience, though, so they should know. But yeah. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, she looks like she's going to be a warrior, I guess. I looks r- like. I really like. hope, like, you know how Sonya is basically a warrior assassin? Yeah. I hope she's more a warrior support. Like, she could be played more supporty because, yeah, mm-hmm. it would be really nice to have a Diablo support for the love of God. <laughs> it would. There's actually a video out with her abilities being used on Hero Nexus, who data mined a lot of this stuff already. Yeah. She has so a lot of stuns at, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she looked pretty warrior Yeah. From what her abilities looked like, at least. She basically looks like a female Muradin with her abilities. Hmm. But that's probably apt because Meriden's basically a dwarf fucking crusader in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to just playing new heroes, so I'm still stoked Kael'thas is coming tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Warcraft also, was a cool setback. Also, to, to have a new character that's not a specialist. It's just... It's yeah, just he's going to be an assassin, right? I assume. 
Yeah. That seems he seems like he's in the Jaina vein. Yeah. Like a spellcaster. Well, he, he's straight up invoker slash Lena. Yeah. He's like all his spells are damage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no surprise he has flame strike, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it was obvious he was going to have that. Like that was going to be an ability because skill shots and stuns and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to see just new ultimates, new people. Like, I'm just stoked for new characters because it's been so fucking long. <laughs> it's been a while since Sylvanas went live. Wasn't it February? Something. Something like that. That's a long Which, time. <laughs> they put out her and the new map. Like, yeah, we've been playing. I feel like it just feels like a while because I've been playing so much of it. Well, I remember them I just... promising something like a new hero every month. Mm, and it has they not, not been, been that. that. <laughs> yeah, they've not been doing that. Yeah. But they did add a new map the last time they added her. So I've, And I feel like they're probably trying to shore up bugs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Before launch. Yeah. No, I'm like sure I... there's people working around the clock, making sure yeah. it's running fine. Yeah. Who are you excited to see coming up? Besides, um, like, the ones that are announced. Like, f- mo- partly from a nostalgia thing, but I really want to see Rexar. Yes. Yes. Beastmaster. <laughs> Because, I mean, he had his own friggin', like, mini campaign in Warcraft 3 that was really cool. Rexar is a really cool character. Yeah. I I always loved, like, finding where he was in WoW. Yep. Yeah, those dailies with him Mm. are great. Where, I can't remember the name of his pets that you're saving, but whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. But, yeah. He's really cool. I'm wondering how they're going to play him. If they're going to, like, all his skills are going to be around pets or what? Probably not all of them, but I wonder how much, like, Beastmaster he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to have the glaives or whatever, the axes. Yeah, throwing the axes. I could see it. I want to know how the Butcher is going to be played. Mm. Because... I'm going to be pissed off if uh, Johanna is a warrior and the Butcher is a warrior. (laughs) Or something dumb. Like every Diablo character is a warrior (laughs) or a specialist. Yeah. I feel like that's just... It's like the kind of characters they're working with. I guess. I don't know, man. They need that support. They need that Diablo support. Because... Learic's gonna be a warrior. I don't mm-hmm. see how he cannot be unless he's a specialist and raises skeletons to push. In which case, he is a specialist Diablo character. Yeah. So who from Diablo do you think would make sense? Johanna. To- Johanna. Because she, the Crusader class in that game in general is basically a fucking support. Mm. It is a support tank. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I'm worried. I kind of hope she is a support because her abilities don't really lend themselves to any one specific. It will for sure be this class. But I, I mean, looking at the data mine stuff from her, yeah, she seems like a warrior. 
Yeah, she does, and that scares like, the shit out of me. I don't see any tiny healing there. It scares the shit out of me. It's all warrior stuff. So it seems like she's a warrior. So who else in D- is there? Anyone else in Diablo you can think of? Deckard Kane. Deckard Kane. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see him doing something like that. He is one. He is like the last Haradrim. Haradrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could maybe identify things for you. I don't know what the fuck that would do. I still think, like, I said it before, if they put Deckard Kane in, identify would have to be basically, like, an ultimate or something and basically just show, like, every area on the map that the enemy is or mm-hmm. something like that. I feel like there's a rumor that Deckard Kane was going to be in as, like, a, they introduce announcer pack stuff. That might be it, but they also data mined... Play, uh, character named Deckard. Mm. There was a string in there, like player name or character name. Deckard is in there. Mm. So, nice. so if that would make sense, then yeah. But that could also be like a character announcer pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Who I would knows? actually get angry if it was an announcer pack because he would just get really annoying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to. They're attacking what makes your it core. good? <laughs> Fuck off, Deckard Kane. <laughs> Why don't you identify my fucking balls? I have identified the, <laughs> the other teams. <laughs> identified that your fort's health is low. They're still going to run into the problem where. Even if they added, say, another 20 StarCraft random Blizzard stuff and Diablo characters, mm-hmm. they're going to add another 100 Warcraft characters for that 20. Like, Yeah, just Warcraft is so much bigger. <laughs> yeah, that it had to be for what they made. I mean, also because Hearthstone. Yeah, but Hearthstone's just kind of like a... It doesn't... It's not canon, so... Yeah, but I mean, it's it's Warcraft stuff. I want to ride Deathwing like, as a mount. That'd be cool. Anixia, Whelp, mount. That would be pretty cool. I can't I really believe like they're doing the Hearthstone Anixia card. Whelp. I really like my Anixia Whelp pet in WoW. It's a cool pet. My favorite like pet that. is the Corehound pup. The Corehound pup is great. It's adorable, for one thing. Yes. But also because... I use it on my hunter, whose normal pet is a corehound, and whose mount is the corehound from the molten core raid. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, and she has like I can't remember. I think it's the radiant armor plating or whatever, mm-hmm. or mail. So it's corehoundy looking, basically. That's great, but also sexy because she's female, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that's is how it goes. Quality theming. It's pretty good. I felt pretty good about it. Especially since the Corehound pet is actually pretty good for soloing. <laughs> so mm. I'm not like sacrificing. I'm not getting like a tall strider or something. Mm-hmm. Sacrificing damage and all that shit for peck or anything. Like the Corehound can actually do some shit and can mm. tank quite a bit. So yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked about all of it. <laughs> So dumb. I feel like they're probably gonna be doing StarCraft stuff again when Legacy of the Void is getting closer. I feel like yeah. that 
Phoenix, right? right? Like he's the next yes, one. Yes, Phoenix has to be in this game. God yep. damn. Yeah, he will be. I'm sure he will be. Yeah, that's. They're probably saying that for Legacy of the Board because Protoss. Phoenix is really cool. Phoenix is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I wonder what kind of Phoenix they'll have. I don't know. What would you want to see, I guess? I don't even... I'm I'm not sure. Like, if it would be... Uh, I feel like Dragoon Phoenix, yeah. maybe. I agree. Just because Zeratul is already a melee type. Well, he's uh, already the Dark Templar. Yeah. And then you already have Tassadar. Yeah. Like, you're, you're getting a bunch of the kinds of classes that they have. You don't. You just don't have that mech, the mechanized stuff yet. Right. Exactly. The character, the, like, Blizzard character that I really want in the game is Edmund Duke. Yeah. I want Edmund Duke. <laughs> I really, that asshole. I really want Phoenix. Yeah. Really badly. What if he, like, as an ultimate, called in, like, a carrier or something? Just something that dumb. That would be great. With, like... 20 little fucking things flying around attacking everything. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bummed that when you call um the battle cruiser as it's Raynor, right? Mm-hmm. As the ultimate that you can't just use the Yamato gun <laughs> like to yeah. destroy a building or something like that should be your level 20 thing that you can change or something. Yeah, the Yomato Cannon should be a thing, because that's the best part of Battle Cruisers. It's firing the Yomato Cannon. That's why that's I That's the best part. That's why you build that unit. That's why I main Terran, honestly, in the first <laughs> games was because you go for that BC rush and mm. like you would just go all the way around the map because they move so goddamn slow, <laughs> go right to like the Nexus or whatever, hit it with an EMP and just fire like ten of those things at the same time. Done. That's Game over. Operational. Battlecruiser operational. I also really liked that Terran, all their buildings could fly around. I love that. Yeah, it was really so much good. fun. When you're like being attacked, you're like, no! Everybody run! <laughs> yeah. I still remember when they showed off the trailer for Heroes of the Storm mm-hmm. and just being so stoked. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so cool. <laughs> I watched it recently again and it's still cool, even though I've been playing that game forever now. <laughs> Like, it's still just every part of, like, the fanboy in me growing up, a Blizzard fanboy, it just, like, strokes every part of that, every yes. single facet. It's so good. It hits a lot of a lot of spots. Yeah. Down to, like, the nuclear launch detected. You're just like, oh, shit! <laughs> that part's so dumb, though. <laughs> Kerrigan yeah. and Tyrael in the air mm-hmm. fighting. Tyrael is made to look way more badass than he plays. Because <laughs> he's like all like swift and badass in that trailer, uh-huh. but he's actually kind of slow <laughs> and tanky. Also, they have like 
Nova being attacked by Arthas and like blocking his sword with her gun. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Frostborn hungers. Frostborn does hunger. I this guess is a fact about Frostborn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not enough though. Apparently, all it did was freeze her gun and not even damage it because she was still using it after. Yep, she did... goes invisible and then immediately gets out of invisibility for some reason. Did you see that real life reenactment parody that Blizzard no. favorited? It's just like a <laughs> bunch of dumb people with a camera. And... <laughs> At that part, <laughs> like, um, there's like a side by side or whatever. They just like throw dump a bunch of ice cubes on top of a fake gun or whatever. <laughs> it's so good. I'll see if I can find it for later. But mm. yeah, we've been talking probably too much about Heroes of the Storm. It's kind of the hot thing for us right now. So it's been the hot thing for a while. It continues to be the hot thing. Unfairly, too, because like I said, the only reason why I play it is because the level of polish and, like, my friends are playing it. Yes. Because as just a straight-up game, I prefer the other MOBAs I've played <laughs> as, like, MOBAs because they're more competitive, there's more stuff to do in them, but there's that's kind of also their downfall in a lot of ways, too, where this is very streamlined mm -hmm. and easy to play. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I necessarily I prefer it over League. I wouldn't say that. Because the thing is, if I want to play that that competitive MOBA, it's Dota 2. Like, that's, that's yeah, my jam. Of course. That Heroes is different enough, I think, that, and it's, it's so much less stressful. Like, I don't have to, I don't worry when I play Heroes. Whereas when I play Dota, there's like that part of me that's like, I hope I don't just fuck up and I'm terrible if like if like the game goes bad in here it's like, whatever so i also feel like i'm just better at heroes yeah you know how i've said on multiple occasions i really hate nova like playing nova mm -hmm. not necessarily playing against her but mm -hmm. i watched last night when we all logged off for a little bit before bed uh rank one like pro I don't know if he's actually pro on a team, but he's rank one. He was streaming a bit um, ranked mm -hmm. and he solo queued as Nova. And that dude knows how to play Nova like extremely well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's fucking scary at the level you have to actually be in that game to make that rank and play competitively in it. Because I don't know, man, it's weird. He would like just look for an opportunity and then when, like, a group fight happened or whatever, he would find the one guy that was off just by enough that the mm -hmm. rest of the team couldn't help out and just, like, would throw a clone up, hit him with, like, the that ability that makes your attacks way slower but do way more damage. So he would yeah. take that, and he would, like, hit them with that, put the clone in a part where, like, behind them or whatever, so mm -hmm. they would kind of be, like locked in or confused as to which one was a real one yes and then th call down the like the laser attack all at the same yeah. time and he would one shot any hero in that fucking game it's stupid <laughs> like yeah it's... i was i mean I, I was i was playing i was playing nova for like the first time this week just because i got sick of seeing nova played 
by idiots. Yeah. Just like the worst Nova play. And like every fucking queue, if we didn't have someone as Nova, Nova would be what we ran into this week. Yeah. It was brutal. So I just started playing her. And like I wasn't, I, I still felt like I wasn't playing great, but I started to get the hang of like figure out how she could be played effectively. Yeah. It still sort of bugs me. She can't affect the game in enough ways for me compared yeah. to other heroes. Like that's she's not she's a, really she's specifically good at one thing. She's not a turn the game around hero at yeah. all. Exactly. She's not even really a follow up hero. She is no. like a ganking initiator hero. Mm-hmm. In a in a game where kills don't really matter. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Until much later in the game where they matter because you're knocking out the opponent for a minute. Yeah. Because a but minute like, in that game feels like fucking forever. But, like, to that point, it really matters how you've been playing the rest of the game. Because if yeah. you're two levels behind, she's not going to be one-shotting people or killing them easily. Yeah. For anybody who might want to, like, check out the guy I was talking about, his name on Twitch, and I think in, like, other stuff, too, is Chew8. C-H-U and then the number 8. So he was playing Nova quite well. Then he started playing Tarande, and he was really good with her, too, doing, like, the stun combo with Stitches really well, even, like, a random Stitches who he wasn't in comms with. Cool. Which was pretty cool. Like, he would see the hook come out and then just would plan it. As soon as it landed, he would shoot it up, like, right where Stitches would, like, Mm -hmm. it would hit. And it hit, like, every fucking time, and I was just blown away. (laughs) But then I figured that he's probably matched up with other, at least rank 10 at the very max, like, maximum players. Like, people Mm -hmm. that know how to play, so. Yeah. That makes a difference, too. Like, when everybody's on the same level of, like, knowing their part and stuff, huge difference. It's, I mean, even for people you're playing, like, there's a reason yeah. people who are good at fighting games don't like playing against button mashers. Yeah. It's because it, they're doing weird shit. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not doing stuff that goes to the meta where, like, part of their understanding of the game when you're at a high level is what, like, understanding what your opponent's going to do. Yeah. And then when somebody's just running around all weird and then murky comes out of a thing, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, fr- yeah. I I can't live down the time I lost, like, five matches in a row to my girlfriend in Soul Calibur 4 who was button mashing. <laughs> and I was so fucking frustrated. I was so angry. And mm. I, I still get called out on it to this day. Because it's, like, the one and only time. Uh-huh. In that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we stopped playing games together. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So um, Heroes of the Storm continues to be a thing. It will probably continue to be a thing, at least until they stop announcing new characters that they want to add and it grows stagnant. So it has a pretty big shelf life as far as I'm concerned because Blizzard has a lot of characters they can add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, you've still been playing Necrodancer? Yes. So I've, I'm still stuck on... I still haven't beaten Zone 4. Yeah. I finally got to the final boss, who's easily the hardest boss. Which one is so it? Uh, I forget what his name is at the moment. Fuck. What does he do? 
So there are like four bells in the. The thing is, I don't even know how to beat them yet. But he, there are four bells in the arena, and whenever they're hit, uh, a monster will come out, and it's usually like a strong creature. Like the the nightmare horse is in one, a minotaur guy is in another, Blue a dragon. green dragon, a green dragon is oh. in one, and then. Uh, the last one is that ogre with the giant piece of uh, wood who hits really far. Yeah. So he'll hit those hammers, and when he hits them, he hits the bells, they break. Yeah. And then you have to kill, I guess, you, I think you need to kill the things in the area because he's basically invulnerable as far as I've gotten. There's also um two of, in the upper two corners, there are coffins that spawn the skeleton, a skeleton unit regular at regular intervals. Okay. So he'll destroy those, and then, like, you can hit them those bells too, but that pops a monster out, and the bell is still there. So I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think you're supposed to let him hit it because when he hits the bells, they break. Okay. And once all four bells are broken, a like a gong appears at the top of the screen, and then his uh, attack pattern changes. Where instead of just walking around and attacking normally, he'll if he's in the same row as you or column, he'll target you and then on the next beat, zoom all the way across the room to smash you hmm. if you don't move. Okay. So you have to dodge all this shit and try and clear out. And I haven't been able to do it yet. So I haven't gotten that past that part of the fight. So I don't know if there's a... What what you have to do after that? I was like practicing it, but within practice, I was doing uh, just with f- trying to feed it with just a dagger. Oh god! To make make my shirt, so I was really good at it. Yeah, and I, I haven't cleared that yet because I it was basically I finally got to him and then I died. I'm like fuck! I you, had good gear. And you I were didn't... Jedi training with a dagger. Yeah. yeah. So then I unlocked the ability to to practice against him. So I was doing that. Cool. So that that game continues to be fun. They actually patched it at the start of last week like they added in they added in one new permanent purchasable thing they added in an extra heart you could buy okay. for 12 gems okay also i spent time this week going i went back to zone two and there's a one of those the broom in the bottom right that's on the bottom mm-hmm. is locked until you find a person in zone two like mm-hmm. you have to find you had to find a key a glass key so if you got hit once, the key broke. Yeah. And the key was was in stage one, and the the cage was in stage three in zone two. But also okay. in that patch last week, they moved the key to zone two, to make it easier for people to get. Okay. So they put so the, the key is in zone two, and you have to hold on to it and not get hit at all till you find the cage in zone three. So okay. I did that, and that that gives you the ability to spend gems on getting items to start your zone run with okay so like you can start with like and but it'll randomly spawn like three so like maybe you could buy an apple or and like a blood dagger or a scroll Mm. or something yeah but or 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 maybe a bow and arrow will show up there and you're like ooh, this one will be good yeah so it can be useful honestly when you're just doing runs though it's you just want to start the you just want to start over again real quick so, like, you don't want to go back to the lobby and mess with that even. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. but it's a, it's a cool thing to have. I like that as a feature because it gives you something else to spend some gems on once you've bought everything, which I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. 
So that is taking up more of your time. Yeah, that, I'm still I'm still that sense of a dark age is asking for. Yes. <laughs> I've spent like nine hours in Cryptid Necrodancer. That's quite a bit of time. But that game's really good. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, Splatoon. Tell yes, me I... why I should care about Splatoon, because everything I've seen of it, I've been like, meh. Um, because what I like about it is that it's a shooter where you don't care about kills. Yeah, okay. Like, you're, it's all about, like, the painting stuff, so it's about controlling territory. So that gives it an, a different dynamic than any other shooter I've played. So it's cool. Like, they found a way to make a shooter different. That, to me, is a lot. That means a lot. And their online, like, I didn't, all their online stuff worked, which is kind of surprising for a Nintendo game. Yeah, it is. In fact, it's so surprising, I kind of don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) So there were, the only problems were in when pressing find a match and sometimes it wouldn't work and then i would just find a match again and then it would work also they did a cool thing where when you're waiting in a lobby there's a little like a simple little game you can play on the on the Wii pad on the gamepad that's like a like a phone game type thing where you're just you're ju- you're like a squid and you're jumping it's like a squid jumping game mm-hmm. and it'll it, once the game starts, it'll actually remember where you were in that game for the next time it puts you in. Did you see the link? I linked. No. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, the squid thing looks cool. I kind of want the amiibo for it, so I might pick it up. <laughs> like, why not? I guess. I don't know. It was fun. Okay, that's cool. That's good to hear, I guess. Yeah, I like their... I just like having a shooter where you're doing weird stuff. So, I don't know if this is true of the actual game, but aiming worked on, like, the gyroscope with the Wii pad. Mm -hmm. So when you're aiming, you have to, like, be turning the thing. I know in the game you can use a Wii Pro controller for a second player, but I don't know if they're going to do a weird Nintendo thing where if you're playing solo, you have to use the gamepad. Because Nintendo's yeah. done bullshit like that before. So I don't. I, I might actually wait to find out about that if I actually pick up the game. Yeah. That's... Because I might get annoyed of the, the gyroscope. It's It was fine. It took some. It takes some getting used to. But I mean, whatever. I pl- that game, I had it for an hour. I, I played for a whole hour. That's pretty good. That's time that you could have been playing Sins of a Dark Age. <laughs> could have played one game of Sins of the Dark Age, you're right. Yeah. But it was a cool four on four shooter thing. That doesn't that does enough different also what I really like about it, actually, is how quick you can move around the map when you switch to your squid form. Hmm. Where if the area is inked, Mm-hmm. You switch to skid form and you just go really fast, and then you can pop up anywhere. Do you, you just like pop slide down and pop on up. it or something? Basically, like you're, it's like it, it's like it's a plane of water, and you're like swimming in it, sort of. Oh, I see. Okay, but it, even though it's just paint that's sprayed on there, because you're a paint creature. Sure. So you can like you can go to a wall, you can shoot up the wall, and then zoom up it. 
Okay. And so you can like the mobility stuff is it's all fantastic. Like it it works as a modern shooter in that it's it's still cool that it's so fast. Like it has it has speed and snap to it. I think is really its biggest strength. Okay. Honestly, the thing I've always that's always drawn my eye about it is just the fact that it's so colorful. Like, yes, and it 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 looks really great. That's cool. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking at random picture. I typed in Splatoon in Google and just looking up random picture searches. This mm-hmm. one is done in the style of uh, I can't remember his name. The dude who does the persona. Mm-hmm. Like artworks. Yeah. Also, I found an art book of like Persona Three, like mm-hmm. art and stuff like that. I almost picked it up just because I really like the style. But yeah, I picked up the Persona Four book for a friend for a birthday present once. The only reason I didn't is because I haven't played <laughs> through it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I should probably do that one day. I should also play through Persona Three because I haven't played through Persona Three. I've put like some number of hours into it and then hit the wall at the mm. beginning because those games are sort of hard up front. The problem is if I play Persona 3, that's time I could have been playing Sins of a Dark Age. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> See, these are the problems you have to think of when you're releasing a new MOBA. Also, I picked up a game that I haven't beaten the first one of yet. I picked up uh, Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, which is the 3DS remake of Devil Survivor 2, because I really like Devil Survivor 1. Mm-hmm. But I still need to finish that game. What if we played through Persona 3 together? Not like at the same time. Well, at the same time, but not like together together. Uh-huh. And then every week was just like play up to like this part or something. I could do that. And then we'll do like every week a segment where we talk about the last part we did. And yeah, that would get me to play that game. <laughs> it That's probably what it will take to get me to play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe just like a full other thing with that so we don't spoil it for anybody who doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, we should probably... We should, if we did that, we should probably do it as a separate thing, I think. Yeah. I've been wanting to bring Retro Kill Screen back. Mm. I mean, I loved Retro Kill Screen. <laughs> I think that was the first thing... I don't... I think I listen to that before I started watching Four Idiots. I think that was the first thing of yours. Oh shit, you actually watched Four Idiots? (laughs) Fuck. I feel so (laughs) weird now. I feel guilty. (laughs) That's time you could have been learning Sins of a Dark Age. (laughs) No, it isn't. That game wasn't out yet. Uh, Yeah. I, I will say, like, it's a big reason is because, like, John was part of it to get people in. But that's still the one people say, like, is that coming back? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like the problem with Richard Krill screen is you guys wouldn't find the time to play the games a lot of the time. We The problem with it, honestly, was uh, we had plans for it where we were going to do a, we were going to do every like week or whenever we did it yeah. a game from a new from a different generation leading up. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that created a problem when we got to, like, what was it? 
Turbo Graphics, PCI, or like all that sort of stuff that was uh-huh. really hard to find. Even emulator uh, stuff you couldn't mm. find, and um, that broke that idea. So we're just like, "Fuck it, we'll kind of do this like a book of the month, like game club sort of thing, and we'll announce it first. People can play, and then they can listen, and we'll have a gay old time about it." Mm-hmm. And then we stopped just finding ideas of what we wanted to do, and then it just died. It just straight yeah. up died after that because it's like I don't really know what I want to do. So we did a few episodes where it was just like this is all about Metal Gear Solid, yeah. and it just led to me talking for five minutes straight about the story of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like just talking about some parts that we liked about it. There was a Zelda episode, and that should have been broken down into smaller ones for each game. Yeah, but it was all of that shit's way too encompassing. That, like, mm-hmm. it was hard to talk about one Zelda game without just bringing up all the others anyway at some point. Yeah. So it got muddled up as to what we wanted to do with it to the point where we didn't want to do it anymore. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't know where we were going with it. But I think we could bring it back if there was, like, an idea of what we were doing. And I think the best idea with it would be to do, like, a game of the week club sort of thing where people could play, go back and, like, play Castlevania 3 again, and then we'll talk about, like, there will be a podcast to listen to when you're done sort of thing Mm -hmm. again. I think that was the best way to have done it, and we should have kept with that, but... Yeah, I mean, as someone who really likes podcasts about diving into a specific thing that's what nathan said too that he said he was the biggest fan of retro kill screen because he really liked the fact that each episode was just about one thing yeah yeah and um i can see it i can so we'll talk (laughs) we'll see we'll see what we can do that would be fun to do again but if we did that i would like to maybe do like one of the persona games either for it or like as a continuous thing or something Mm -hmm. completely different it doesn't even really matter to me but that's the way I'll play it that is the way I will get through Persona 3 is if I know it's almost like a homework assignment that I have to do it until I get so into it that I want to do it Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah because those games it takes you have to have like put in an amount of energy to get through a but to get him like moving it's like a like a like a, if you're right like riding a bike they're like the gears are stuck and you have to sort of grease them up and get them going but once you're rolling you're then you're rolling. good yeah keep rolling baby you know what time it is <laughs> it is not a rolling start game <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well there's a big problem of like announcing ideas for projects live. That it is, <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, wait. In the moment, that was like a thing, but logistics, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, that seems to be it for you for games. For games, yes. Those are the games I played. I mean, and the games I played for the most part <laughs> as well. Because it seems like this is a thing as well, is that. Every time I log, this is a problem Nathan and I had, and why we had two separate lists is because he didn't like playing multiplayer games. Where as I really like to do it, like I like yeah. to play games multiplayer. So if I have a game I played, I likely played it with you, <laughs> so we can talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I like playing multiplayer stuff. If I have someone to play a multiplayer game with, that's like breaking the barrier entry for me to yeah. a large extent. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why I actually played Sins of the Dark Age is because I figured you would at least try it. Mm-hmm. And we and we have a background where we could talk about what we like and compare it to other stuff. And then randomly we got like an angel sent from heaven to guide <laughs> us on how to play it. Yeah. Which was the luckiest thing because there's no fucking way we would have figured out how that game played in that time. No. No, it wouldn't have happened. No. Which is the problem with that game. Anyway. Um... So Sailor Moon, hey? <laughs> I finally started watching Sailor Moon. I've been listening to a podcast for like 33 weeks about it. <laughs> and I finally started watching it. So I've seen episodes here and there when I was a kid. And enjoyed them okay, but I never really... You I don't have really to explain anything it. to me. I've seen all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm in. So I had, and I've had, but I've had trouble getting the a hook it hasn't gotten its hooks into me until i was listening to this podcast okay so really the parts of it that hold the most interest to me is director it's like the direct people who worked on it kind of okay so kuniko ikuhara who directed utena and maru penguin drum and yuri kuma arashi your top tier my top top of the top he directed a bunch of episodes, and then he becomes the series director with se- like seasons three and four. Which one's season three? What's the arc for that one? Um, is I that the that's tree? When, I think that's when Chibi Usa shows up. Oh, dude, I hated Chibi Usa, <laughs> but whatever. It's, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard that despite her being an annoying character, there's interesting stuff that happens then. Yeah, there is. You're right. Like, it's not like he created that character. That character's from the manga. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, so you watched the first season, though? I watched not quite the whole first season. I, there's still two episodes of before Genite eats the eats it, basically. Yeah. There's still, there's still two episodes left in the season. I watched the first 11 episodes. The first season's 13, basically. So, are you watching the original run? Watching it subtitled. Yeah, but you're not watching, uh, what's it called? Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon? Like that remake, reimagining, or whatever they Sailor did? Sailor Moon Crystal? The new thing? No, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. The new, new thing, which is like a quote-unquote reimagining or remake or whatever. It's a, it's like the HD-ified version of the one you're probably watching. Oh, okay. It came, like, it's only the first season, and it came out, like, a few months ago. (laughs) That's why I asked. So it's probably not that one. I'm not watching that. I'm watching uh, the old shit. And I was going to, because it's it's been uploaded to Hulu. Oh, weird. But I have have, uh, issues with Hulu, so I It's on Crunchyroll, isn't it? It's probably on Crunchyroll, too. Mm. I don't know. I don't think it is, though. I don't think the old one's on Crunchyroll. I think just Sailor Moon Crystal is the new... Oh, Crystal. Yeah, maybe it is Crystal I'm thinking of. I don't remember because names are dumb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crystal is more true to the manga. Yeah, okay. But apparently they've had issues with uh, 
matched like their ambition for character designs to match the manga outstripped their budget for being able to pull it off really? and make the action look good. Yeah, because it's developed by Toei, who does a like who is a fucking factory at turning shit out. Yeah. So they did not allocate enough funds to making it for what they set out to do. It sounds it sounds like I haven't watched that much of it because that doesn't interest me. What interests me is this particular series that had directors on it that were doing that, that went on to do stuff that I liked because it's not just Iguhara. Like the first season series director went on to direct stuff I also liked, like Princess Tutu and Fibrain. So, okay. but so the the episode that really stuck out to me was episode six, where which was directed by Iguhara, and is of like the first six episodes, only three of them were originally dubbed in English. Okay, because those are those are the episodes. Uh, when it's like the first seven, I think, are the episodes where it's just Usagi, Sailor Moon, before uh, Sailor Mercury shows up. Mm-hmm. And so those are, and those stories are creations of that show. Cause like the second story in the manga, like the second issue of the comic is Sailor Mercury. Because the whole point of Sailor Moon as a thing was a team book for, for girls. Like, yeah. Uh, Sailor V was a thing that existed beforehand that was a solo book. And they, like, she got the, the mangaka got pr- approached about doing a team thing and she just created a whole new thing for it. Yeah. So Sailor V and Sailor Moon sort of ran concurrently at the beginning before Sailor Venus got incorporated into the, the show. So I want to check out Sailor V at some point, but closer to when I'm at the point where she's going to show up. Because I kind of like that, like, there's like a like a kick-ass sort of setup here where there's a like Sailor V is like a movie video game comic book character. Yeah. That also happens to be a real person <laughs> fighting crime in the world where Sailor Moon becomes a crime fighter. Yeah. Like that aspect is cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. It's I like like it's it's cool how uh, Yusaki is such a like ca- she's like cowardly and she cries like she's a very flawed character. Yeah. Just in the moment when she has to do the thing she'll do she does the right thing. But like yeah. all around there she's not a role model. Yeah. Which I like I like that. Yeah, I do too. I like it quite a bit. Um what I like about her too is that she seems like a down-to-earth person mm-hmm. as well. Like, specifically when they introduce, um, oh my fucking god, Mercury. Like, as the nerdy girl in school, she's just kind of, like, the first one to say, hey, let's be friends, and, like, accepting of just, like, anybody. Yeah. Which is great, because usually that doesn't happen. Like, it's always, like, she, like, she had the friends or whatever, and then she's like, hey, you want to, like, come hang out? And so, like... Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just it's, nice to see that sort of thing where she is like a role model, but she's also just like a human character. Yeah, like it's like Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars like had no friends before they meet her. <laughs> they yeah. were just like living their lives, and then she's she's just such like even her and Mars who fucking fight all the time. Yeah, they're like instant friends basically. I really don't like what they did with Sailor Mars and uh, the. 
like English version or whatever, the dub. Mm. They just yeah, made they her, her a complete bitch. They make her meaner. They like accentuate parts of her that are that are there, but they 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 add in more. So it makes well, it no, worse. they archetype her with uh, yeah. based on like some traits that they saw her she mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. and that's gross. That's just simplifying. Like it's the classic. Like American audience is too dumb to like think there's should be just like human beings w- with multiple mm-hmm. emotions. So this is the fiery, angry one. <laughs> Uh huh. It's really too bad what they did, and they make like Usagi into Serena, and she's just way too whiny and annoying and dumb Valley girl. Like they lose a lot of who these characters actually are as like human beings into just making them archetypes for this group, Mm -hmm. and that's gross. (laughs) That's really gross to me. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah. Who's your yeah. favorite Sailor Scout? I don't know that I have one yet. Hmm. I don't know that I've decided. I definitely like... I probably like Sailor Moon the most so far. You know, the main of, character. Of the Why not? <laughs> oh, of the three. Oh, oh right. Of the three not... that I've been yeah. watching episodes of. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I fucking hate Umino. Really? I fucking hate him. Yeah, I find him really annoying. <laughs> he's so he's always he's so annoying. He's so annoying. Like one of the reasons episode six, I really liked it. Like the Ikuhara episodes stand out because Umino isn't in them at all. <laughs> so I end up liking them more. <laughs> I feel like they have more time to like <clears throat> set up plot or deal with the characters I like when they don't have these Umino scenes. I feel like the Umino scenes are taking up space. Also, although that weird episode, that weird thing where he uh, Naru has him cross dress was weird, so that they could be stars yeah. and sing the Sailor Moon theme song. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Also, Tuxedo Mask sucks. Yes, yes, sucks. he does. He is the most unnecessary character. And kind of downplays how good, like, the Sailor Scouts are just by seeming to be the guy who saves them every now and then. Yep, yep. that's what I also liked about the first, uh, the first Ikuhara episode is the first episode that uh, Maru doesn't show up at all, too. I think the episode before Tuxedo Mask might not show up. But, like, those, that's, like, the first point of the show where Sailor, she solves the problems herself, that she doesn't need him to show up and save her. Yeah. Which... They go back. They then backslide into that a little bit too. But. Yeah, but I also so one of the things I know about <laughs> Ikara is that he kind of hated Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> like the stories he wrote was always about horrible things happening to him later on. Apparently, like and he gave an explanation once. Where he said where he thought of Usagi as his. He was like joking, and he thought he said. He thought of Yusagi as his girlfriend, so he didn't want this other guy coming in and stealing her from him. <laughs> but his like actual reason it said was he didn't he doesn't like when male characters when female characters get paired with male characters and the female character gets sort of gets subsumed by it. Mm-hmm. Like he prefer like he he writes a lot of he writes lesbian characters a bunch because he likes 
he feels like that keeps them on equal footing. Whereas in a lot of fiction, when you have a male and a female, the, the male takes a, a more prominent role once you introduce, you pair them up like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he later on becomes like brainwashed or something and becomes a villain, and that's stupid. Mm. Because the whole reason for that is so girls can live out the fantasy of changing the guy that they want. Mm. Mm. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot that's weird. They miss the mark on a lot of stuff. Like the episode that's all about how Usagi wants to lose weight because she's too fat. And she is drawn like every other girl. She's drawn like a fucking stick figure. (laughs) Every girl that, uh, I forget the manga's name, but like every, she draws all her people the same, where all the girls are like stick figures, but they're all leg. (laughs) Did you see the picture that Wayward linked? I haven't looked at it. All I know about Tuxedo Mask is this image, and it's so true. (laughs) (laughs) No, he he didn't do nothing. He threw a rose. Yeah. He throws a rose. Yeah. Then he leaves. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, almost no, it, worse than nothing. That one episode, he drives a bus. Like, he literally shows up just to drive a bus at the end of one episode. Like, usually what his contribution is, is by, like, showing up on the scene and mm-hmm. saying, like, you can do it, or giving a yes. piece of, like, wisdom, or... Mm-hmm hitting somebody with his cane and then walking away <laughs> like he does nothing. It's amazing. <laughs> I fucking hate that character. I hate it's, him so it's much. It's just unnecessary fluff on something. It's like the fat on the steak mm-hmm. where it's just like some people like it for like a little extra taste or something, but I just want the meat. Like I want the Well, I like it when Usagi like overcomes her own flaws yeah. to do the right thing and save the day. And when he shows up, I don't feel like that's happening. It undermines it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. You haven't met Makoto then yet, right? No, he's he shows up. He's like he keep Usagi keeps bumping into him on the street in the places she's going, and they they just calls her dumpling head. And like laughs at her. Wait, we're talking about a different person then. Makoto oh. Sailor Jupiter. Oh, you're right. You're right. Never mind. You know, I haven't met her. Sailor Jupiter doesn't show up for a while. She shows up quite late. Yes. What Very episode are you on? Uh, eleven. She might be thirteen. I think you're coming up on it. But um. She doesn't show up till episode 25, I think. Are you Jupiter? fucking serious? Yeah, she's late. What? If that's true, when does Venus show up? I don't even know. She hasn't even shown up in through 33, which is where I'm listening to on the podcast. Good fucking lord. There's a... Okay. There's a lot of Sailor Moon. I, I feel like that was like cut down or something in crystal no not well in crystal for sure it yeah yeah. for sure was 
Yes, that that is totally cut down. Because that whole lot. arc is in like thirteen episodes or sixteen or something dumb. But the whole first arc is like three issues of comic book. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like just from my memory back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much money would someone have to donate to get you to eat a little poop nugget on stream for our entertainment? You might have to donate the poop nugget. <laughs> so whatever shipping is, I guess. Uh, so you're enjoying it, though. You're enjoying it. Yes, some I've, I've gotten it's it's hooked me. So I'm going to keep watching that. That'll be that'll be a thing. I keep watching. OK. Cool. I should rewatch those, like the original run, because Crystal, I really liked Crystal from what I watched, but all it did was make me want to watch the stuff I grew up with. <laughs> so I should just mm -hmm. go back and do that. That stuff's yeah. kind of hard to find, though. Like a torrent for it to download all of it. I don't That's know. What I found. You did find it? Okay. Yes, that's how I got it. Because <laughs> Hulu has Hulu has a glitch for me where the uh, message that says press escape to exit full screen won't go away, which I find infuriating. Mm. It's like that on top of ads. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> uh, the chat. I have a little turd ball and a curtain of whoppers I could send you guys. Turd roulette. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know why I'm so entertained by that idea. Like, <laughs> I I would not want to be the one doing it, but I would uh -huh. love to see somebody, like, just slowly, methodically get to the bottom of a whoppers thing and just be like, we're down to, like, a 33% chance, you guys. Don't know what we're going to do now. So this all stemmed from you listening to the podcast or whatever about Sailor yes. Moon. I actually linked that in the show notes um, for the last episode when you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. And in that same show, we were talking about this other podcast, the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Yes. Which I listened to one episode of. And for anybody who doesn't remember or doesn't know, this is a podcast devoted to the idea that these two friends would every week watch, do a viewing of uh, Grown Ups 2, that terrible Adam Sandler movie, and then do a podcast about it for a whole year. And they did it. <laughs> so what episode are you up to on that? So I've watched, I've listened to ten of them so far. Okay. Does it? How quickly does it devolve into them just being like, "Fuck this movie"? So the tenth episode is where they decide to drink, to allow themselves to drink while watching the movie. So it's going to get weirder. <laughs> yeah. In okay. that episode, they start talking about deep throating bananas. I. That is probably the proper progression. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there. But, like, by episode two or three, they're like, I don't know I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, even on the first episode, they're just, yeah. like, they just hate it so much already. They're, like, and they're, they really, like, question if anybody's ever going to listen to this. 
Like they do a lot of that too. I think it's done quite well, right, for them. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like yeah. I've heard about it a bunch of different places. So yeah, it seems like it. It's it's honestly not the worst idea. Like I know why it's called that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a ingenious idea to just do something over and over and just like show how slowly you're becoming mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also great because they pick a movie that so no one it's like that that right balance of it's like it's not so terrible that it's like entertaining or anyone would say it's the worst movie ever made. Mm-hmm. It's just like that garbage comedy. Yeah. That all Adam nobody... Sandler movies are basically at this point. Yes. Yeah. It's just fucking mush. That like just no one involved in it cares <laughs> or gives any effort. So it doesn't have that that quality of terrible movies where it's like really authentic. That's yeah. like it has that that room quality of like this is like my vision or like <laughs> Yeah. That that failed artistry. It's just fucking people who are professional comedians not trying at all. Mm-hmm. They're just there. Yeah. And they were making too much money. Like, that movie did way too well, which makes me so angry (laughs) at humanity. And Alley Cat is in the chats, right? It's torture. It sounds like total torture. It is. Like, they are torturing themselves for our entertainment, and that is brilliant. That's a good idea for a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Also, like, they start... They institute a rule where they can't look at their phones while they watch the movie. Oh, fuck. Sounds like it makes it brutal for them. So they have to sit there and watch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. There was like an episode where they like, they said that it had finally happened where they sort of turned on each other during the movie. That they're sort of mad just at each other (laughs) while watching it. God damn it, man. The movie was turning them against each other. For IE Dirty in the chat, we are talking about a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time Podcast, where two guys are watching Grown Ups 2 every week and then podcasting every about it. week. Every single two comedians. week. They're not just any two guys. They are professional comedians. But they are guys. Yes, they are guys. They are from New Zealand. So also, it's just cool Accents. to people with New Zealand accents. Yeah. It's just a cool accent. Are you able to distinguish between a New Zealand accent and an Australian accent? Yes. Okay. They're they're very they're pretty different. What about their so accent like the or Concords a southern really, like, African accent? Southern Southern African accent? Yeah. I I feel like I'm not regularly listening to that enough to be able to know exactly what that is. I mean, I I I know it, but I don't have. I never had like a TV show I was watching every week where I was listening to that accent. Whereas New Zealand, I was listening. I was watching Fight of the Concords, so sure. I got a pretty good grasp on that accent. True. And you watch Lord of the Rings, which happened in New Zealand, so you have that background too. And I've watched uh, Power Rangers, which films in New Zealand for a lot of its later half. I really enjoy Power Rangers. Still. Power Rangers RPM is actually great. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't that know was, what that is. 
that was gonna be the last season, <clears throat> and it takes place in the post-apocalyptic future, where yeah. ro- robots have killed almost everyone except this one city. Sounds it was great. like their their send off when the the faction of the writing staff that wanted to like tell like regular stories and not just be dumb mm-hmm. got 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 in control. It's also hilarious because <clears throat> the the footage they're adapting was the dumbest thing, like the silliest series of that was all about talking animal like talking cars that looked like animals, and they're trying to tell the serious story about a post apocalyptic future. <laughs> wow, it's great. Wow. Also, it happened. It also sort of has like the best acting in Power Rangers. I would say. Remember VR Troopers? I do remember VR Troopers. Well, sort of. I mean, I watched it. I remember that quarry, like that pit of stuff they would always fight in every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Question from the chat. Can you tell the difference between Australian and English? And I mean like the British English. Yes. That's that's easy. Is it? Maybe you haven't ever heard how a British person talks. All I know is that some people apparently don't know the difference between Canadian and Australian. Because animated versions of Wolverine were Australian. (laughs) The early versions of them. And Hugh Jackman is... Australian and plays Wolverine. I don't understand why Australian Wolverine is a thing. <laughs> He's Canadian. <laughs> he was Canadian. Apparently. Until Hugh Jackman came on the scene. No, before that. <laughs> early animated versions of him are have Australian accents for no reason. In the Spider-Man and his amazing friends and then the Pride of the X-Men thing. He has an Australian accent in both of those. They're different voices. It's weird. Do your best Australian accent. Oi, matey. <laughs> it sounds like a pirate. It's like the worst pirate accent I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, oh I'll God. do... See, this is why it's hard to tell the difference. Now I'll do a British accent. Good day, mate. <laughs> See? You can't tell the difference. They sound the exact uh. same. No, 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 see, it was Métis. Right. Mates. Because your Australian is apparently <laughs> a pirate. <laughs> yeah. I think that says a lot about how you feel about Australia, and I don't think we condone that racism here. It's pretty bad. Australians are people who have to pay too much for video games. Yeah. And then don't even get most of them <laughs> because yeah. of the rating. I think they're getting, I think Australia's introducing a new tax on video games, too. A tax? Like a, an extra 10% tax. For what? I don't remember. I've, I like saw a news story that I didn't care about that said that, though. Is that like a politeness or like society? It's called the Netflix tax, I think. A Netflix tax for video games? Are you shitting me right now? I don't remember. That doesn't make any sense, man. I saw this today. It doesn't make any sense. Netflix tax confirmed for Australia. Expect 10% price rise on digital goods. Oh, digital goods. Digital goods. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cross Contour TV in the chat saying UK pays more for video games digitally. 
And if they're okay. up at this hour, I'm guessing for, they are from the UK, so I will take their <laughs> word for it because okay. it is so way too early. So it's on digital games. Okay. That's, that's okay. That makes way more sense than a Netflix tax on video games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, terrible pirate Australian accents aside. <laughs> um, so I'm you're really enjoying like, on uh Jim Sterling, his latest thing on trying to do an accent. He just recently is taken to go. <laughs> That's his accent? <laughs> he did when he tries to do an impression or something recently. He just doesn't try anymore. He, just, he makes garbly gook. <laughs> to be fair, he's always kind of made garbly gook. <laughs> true. It's that accent, man. It's that access. Accent. And access. He is both. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested to listen to more Worst Idea of All Time podcasts. So they're nice and short, too. They're only about 30 yes. minutes. Yeah, they're always under 30 minutes. They try to be around 20, but they go a little long sometimes. Mm -hmm. Is there they're any specific there. reason they do that? Like, no, that was just how they decided how long the podcast should be. Like, that's how long they have uh, to go in them. For what they're talking about every week, yeah, Although, that's fair. I feel they they're drinking game one. They felt like they were they were like constantly. No, we got to get back on track. We're running out of time because <laughs> they were trying to also explain the rules to their drinking game, which they'd got some very extensive rules. What what are some rules? You have to drink whenever the deer pees on someone. Whenever Adam Sandler is yells. Oh God, you'd be dead in any Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> uh, can't remember a lot of them. Hmm. Yeah, it was. There's a bunch of stuff that happens every time a washed-up hack comes on screen. <laughs> yeah, that might be the thing. Because the big thing about that movie is like just some <laughs> new cameo every scene. Just like, and nothing, and that nothing in the movie sort of comes. There's very few things in the movie that come back a second time. Huh. It's just like this character shows up, and then this character shows up, and then they spend like an hour at Kmart. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Cool. They're also sort of, they talk about how they think the movie is uh, like a tax shelter scheme. I could see it. Yeah. Well, that's what that is. So if anybody wanted to look that up, that is the worst idea of all time podcast. Just Google that, and I think it's probably the first result. I would assume anyway. Mm -hmm. So you have some news we can talk about here. And I kind of just got the basics of what's going on on Twitter. So mm -hmm. why don't you let me know what's actually going on? Because I know there's something about... a. Castlevania type game coming out. Yeah, so Kogi Igarashi, who was like sort of the creator of Symphony of the Night, yeah, and like made worked on all the like GBA and DS Castlevania games that followed that style. Yeah, so he he left Konami a while ago, and I guess in the meantime he's sort of been getting this, been working on getting this game together. So he came to Kickstarter saying help fund this game to a certain point because 
we have independent funding, but they want to see that there's interest. And the game was like funded the the first day. Like it went live today, I think, and by four it was yeah. Like I was told four hours. Yeah, yeah. And it's already so their goal was five hundred thousand, and it's already well over a million funded. <laughs> God damn, man! With sixteen thousand. <clears throat> Over 16,000 backers. Good for them. That's yeah. cool. So the thing I'll, I'll also say is their their video for it involves Koji Igarashi, like, explaining this while in live action you're, like, recreating shots from Castlevania games. So the video is fucking great, and everyone should watch it. I'm definitely going to check that out. That that was really the best part of it to me. That was the part that uh, that appealed to me the most. I was kind of blown away to see that because of this, John actually started a new Let's Play. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that. I saw that. I, I watched like a couple minutes of it. I'll watch more of it later. Yeah. So that was... My problem is I don't like those styles of Castlevania as much. Mm-hmm. I like the older the styles older ones. myself. Like, I don't like Symphony of the Night very much at all in general, but I do like some like i i like some of the game boy advance and like the ds mm-hmm. one and stuff like that enough to have played them mm-hmm. pretty much all the way through and so i don't know i'm kind of flip-flopping on whether or not i care about this news i do because i like castlevania games in general but i wish it was the old style <laughs> but that's fine i I have other games that can fulfill that niche, like Shovel Knight, for example, is basically an old Castlevania game, and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. it's cool. I do like when these creators and stuff realize that they don't need to be under the umbrella of a giant company to actually do games that people care about, and they yeah, just do because it themselves. Those big companies, like Konami, have dumb ideas about what <clears throat> games should be and what people care about. Really like, dumb they ideas, don't, like. That I mean, this is Konami he's coming from. No idea about video games. So I also like it from the sense that like not a lot of Japanese Japanese development is behind on tapping into the PC market and seeing these guys going to Kickstarter and bringing their games to PC yeah. is great because I want to see those the people over there who are really creative making games yeah because the jap it feels like the japanese market still hasn't it's still sort of hasn't recovered from the tsunami and it's going the way of mobile there too yeah and just if if those guys can get to where there is interest in the kinds of games they used to make that that's cool i want i want good those games are cool and interesting and i want all that in the market Cross Contour saying they didn't get Ayana Kojima to do the designs. I don't. I don't know. They, hmm. they got designs. That stuff. Does, I don't. Yeah, they got the Game Boy Advanced artists or whatever. That's mm. kind of where. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big selling point for me personally as well. I don't know. I like I said. I think it's cool that he's a. They're able to do this and they're doing it and people want it, and it's going to be a fun time for everybody as long as it comes out and everything's okay. Yeah. It's just not necessarily the thing I want to see from a new Castlevania game. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I don't know. 
Like, I don't think I'm going to back this. I don't I don't know that I'll ever play it, even. I will probably play it. I'm probably not going to back it. But they don't need my money at all. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in wait and see on this thing. Maybe I'll be in the mood to play for it when it comes out. Maybe I won't. Yeah. But that video, though. That video. I will cool. check that video because that is free. Yes. And I do free very well. Mm, it's also not a very long time sync. <laughs> so I won't have to worry about postponing <laughs> my dark sins of or sins of a dark, sins age, of a dark age learning. Yeah. Perfect. That's good to know. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. What is that? Only like ten hours this time. It's not so bad. Slack. Slacking. Slacking. Exactly. Um. Nothing really new that I can think of coming up on the site this week. Uh, this weekend, on Sunday, we will be doing Dungeon of the Dragons. So, yes. Uh, what was it? Yalathon, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Yalathon, the Age of Change campaign, will be mm-hmm. starting on Sunday with uh, Tony or Zeta Shade, as people would know him on Twitch, being our DM, and... Uh, raggedy shitty crew of adventurers going on adventures and probably gonna end up killing each other (laughs) at some point i'm sure i don't know i think it'll be a good time though yes i'm i'm stoked i've i've been waiting waiting we've been waiting for two months now too long because this idea came around in march yeah but that's totally fair people had stuff to do and it's going to happen. It's finally going to happen. I'm so stoked. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, the Heroes thing is happening in two weeks, I guess, or three. I should probably just look at a calendar. Yeah, well, like three and a half weeks. <laughs> it's yeah. happening in a long time from now, so there will be plenty of more podcasts and time to talk about that. So that will be happening. Um, yeah. You still have to. Uh, you're gonna have to update your tier page now of anime on the site where you put Sailor Moon. I'm not. I have to see all. I have to see a lot of it before I know where to put it. Honestly. Yeah. It's gonna take a while. Yes, it will. I think that does it for us, though. So, mm-hmm. until next time. See you. Bye. Bye.